Hello, welcome back to the Mr. Arsenal podcast for another match reaction to another Arsenal win in this title race. As you can see, I am joined by Joel, very relaxed Joel, by the way, and uh, Conin, who's, I don't know if he's looking, if he's coming as working or not. He's Contemplating. Yes. <laughs> Contemplating life. No, I'm good. I'm good. Contemplating life. <laughs> oh, dear, how are you doing? Oh, <laughs> No, we're all good, man. We're all good. Uh, yeah, what I was obviously speaking to um, Joel yesterday, so I'll start with you, Colin. What was? Are you are you still confident? Are you even more confident that we've got this title is ours now? <laughs> you it on WhatsApp that this is this is our year. <laughs> Not trying. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Well. No, 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 no. It's, it's it's fine. It's fine. All right. See, I've got a different perspective on this, right? I actually watched Man City against Crystal Palace at the weekend, and I know I don't know why, but it was on, so I'm like, whatever. And they actually weren't that good, if I'm being brutally honest. I mean, it took a stupid challenge from Elise to give him the penalty, which, you know, once Howland mm. steps up in the penalty box, you know, it's like, it's almost inevitable at that point. Like, I didn't I didn't even look at it. I'm like, yeah, he's scoring this. Like, it is, it is yeah. what it is. But, I mean, I'm not going to say anything stupid like the league's done because that's just beyond stupidity at this point. Asking for trouble. However, however, we put ourselves in a very good position, and considering that City don't play next week, and we do, we have a chance to go eight points clear before the international break. Which again, I can't understand. Yeah, go. I I can't understate how big that is. And then on top of that, their next league game is Liverpool. The weekend, the we the weekend we play Leeds, they're playing Liverpool. Now, just I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, right? But 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 I'll paint a picture for you, right? Say Man City lose to Liverpool, and we beat Leeds. That's an eleven-point gap. We've before they play us. Nine games to go as well. After that, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, uh. as, <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? I, I, no, I, I just, I just, I just in that moment, in that moment, oh. I just saw Colin's heart crumble. Just in that little moment there for a second, I saw. You know, a little the, bit of Joe, what we Joe, call Colin, Joe, as you, you know, know moment, yeah. squeaky bum time. <laughs> Joe, you know that moment, yeah? You know that moment on, like, was it, um, what episode? I can't remember what episode it was. But you know that moment on The Simpsons where Bart's pausing the TV and it's like, just you can see, like, Ralph's, like, heartbreak. Oh, yeah, when that Lisa, is literally, Lisa, Lisa yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Heart exactly. Yeah. That is literally us right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Uh, Russell, Sage, Russell in the chat says, "Saw the whites of his eyes." 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Proper reincarnation yeah. of the Undertaker. Right there, Colin. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> oh, right. Ryan, why did you do this to me, bro? Why? <laughs> why? What, Colin, I'll tell you why, because he's already done it to me. <laughs> and somehow oh. just don't put it on the mic, I'm getting payback. <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever you want to do, bro. Whatever you want to do. But it's exciting. Look, Colin, though, I'm totally with you, mate. Like me and Ryan have been chatting about this, and 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 Liam, and the you know people in the chat as well. We totally get it. And and what me and Ryan have said pretty much since since this explosion of form, and we've got to the top, is game by game. It's it's game by game every single time. You can't you can't look beyond. We've seen it in the past, even when we were in the in the race for fourth. Do you remember with Spurs and we had opportunities to take, you know, to get in that position, and we always seem to crumble. I know there's a difference in mentality, and and there's a real spiritual togetherness, isn't there, in this team um, that is so different, um, but. We're just we we don't wanna we believe, but we don't wanna turn around and say yes, it's a done deal. Like the players don't wanna say yes, it's a done deal. It's the same same situation. The the, the yeah. players are there and they're saying game by game. Our tet is saying the same. Let's focus on the team we've got in front of us and not look too far ahead, because <laughs> that's when problems can can occur. We've seen it with other teams as well, you know, like Leicester did when they won the league that year. It was game by game yeah, because everyone else didn't believe that Leicester could do it. Yeah, and that, do you know what's funny about that season, Joe? Yeah, see, because I would say we were in the title race up until we played Swansea, because because what was it? We had Tottenham after we played Swansea, I think. And everyone was just looking at everyone was just looking at Tottenham like that's the game we're preparing for. Swansea will beat them, no problem. What happened? We got turned over by Swansea. And this is what happens when you look too far ahead. Yeah. Now I'm not I am not looking past any team, right? Because I seen what Palace did to Man City. They were very good on Saturday. They were. They were fun. They were, they were unlucky. Really, really, really unlucky. Yeah. They were. Re- they were really good, and it was only because of a mistake by Elise that done them in. Now, we could look at it and go, "Well, that's kind of a positive for us in a sense because Man City just don't look like the same as last season." But on the flip side of that. You also have to give credit to Man City in a way because they kept on plugging away until they got what they wanted. Yeah. Mm. That's winners, isn't it? That's it's winners, difficult though. because it, it mm. is because what again, this is why I'm a bit annoyed that people aren't giving us the respect that we're due because it's very difficult to be the pace setters against this city side. Like, never mind mm. being top of the league, f- like, five points clear or, like, chasing them down and whatnot. It's very difficult to compete with this Manchester City side consistently unless you're constantly, th- like, improving year on year. 
Liverpool yeah, yeah. find that out. <clears throat> like, do I think we'll be in this position next year? I don't know. I don't know. Only time will tell that. But right now, it's going brilliant, mate. Going brilliant. This is what I've asked for for years. Finally, we're getting it. And it's like, even looking back at it now, I'm just... <laughs> we've been through the trenches, bro. The trenches. Like, I still remember teams like having like... Not even just over the last 10 years, but just more recently... Having to deal with Socrates, David Luiz, Mustafi at the back, Hector Bellerin. Bro, every time I see those images on my timeline, I'm just like, how the fuck did we get through that? You, ju- like you, just, reeled off, you, just, you just reeled off some absolute legends there, so I don't know what you're talking about, Colin, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> you know, as soon as you... <laughs> Honestly, mate, I am right with you. I am totally with you. I think someone put um, a, 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 an 11 on, on the screen um, not so long ago, and it's when we had Shamak up front. Yeah. Oh. And, and if you actually look at the rest of that team, we were actually, you know, I think I think we won that game with that team that day. And it was really? like, but what the heck? Like, <laughs> and then we had we had a team afterwards that actually on paper had the chance to deliver, and they used to lose their nerve. It, it just mm-hmm. didn't make sense. Yeah, you I know that team. Know. I thought was it was a victim of Odeon goal. Kieran Gibbs, bizarre, wasn't it? Kieran Gibbs, Abue, Scalacci, and Sylvester. Who remembers him? Oh boy! Yeah, it's something got uh, Denilson, 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 Fabregas, and uh, Nasri. Nasri. Oh, I'm trying to think now. And then it was like Shamak, as you said, Shamak, Arshavin, and Theo. Yeah. Look at <laughs> look at that. Can you just put what Russ has put on the screen a sec? What the uh, the last one? Yeah, the last one. Oh boy, Shamak was good, right? I th- I think those three words were ridiculous for us, for starters. Um, until he <laughs> yeah, was dropped, and and he was never ever. <laughs> it scared him. I think what scared him was the fact that he had to header a ball, and 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 ruin his hair. I think I think that's what scared him. To be perfectly honest, anyway. And Shamak was utter useless, bro. Like he, I'm not even like he had a great preseason the year we bought him, and everyone thought, wow, this guy's gonna deliver. And then he played his first game, and it's like he disappeared. He totally disappeared. Did, it was weird. Joel, do Joel, do you remember who we played in preseason that year? Because I can't. No, but uh, it wasn't yeah. anyone that was. But, no, 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 no. but he was scoring goals, and genuinely, we thought, "Oh, we've actually got someone here." Because preseason, we never mm. really had great preseasons. Let's be honest; it was always a bit of a weird. Yeah, preseason's always been a weird one for us. But that's that preseason. Well, I think it was Celtic. Was it Celtic or Rangers at the Emirates Cup? Celtic or Rangers in the Emirates Cup? I can't think what year it year. was. What year did we buy Shamak? God knows, but it's too long ago. It might have been twenty ten. Twenty ten, I think. Or it might, 10, nah, yeah, it might have been yeah, before yeah, that. 
One sec, one sec, one sec. No, 10 11 season. No, oh, okay, 10 11. Yeah, 10 11, because it was a. Oh, yeah, because it was DVD, got the, uh, that kit on. And we got to the Carling Cup final. Hmm. Remember, well, the thing is, the show. Game, the better. See, you, you say about our Shavin, but I really liked him. I, I did mm. like him. He, he, yeah. was, he was one of those players, wasn't he, that, you know, he, he was very much a divide, wasn't he, with the club. Mm. But then mm. I always cast my mind back to that Liverpool game. And I just think he was so on it, wasn't he? He was... Mm. That's the game, isn't it? Mm. That is the game. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't... He's <coughs> not long arrived at us. He wasn't even a 100% match fit mm. first. Yeah, no, 2010 wasn't. to 2013, Shamak. Yeah. He came in and we wow. went with Eduardo. 40 then, appearances. Here we go, Russ. Here's a stat for you. 40 appearances, <laughs> eight goals, oh, God. on fire. <laughs> God. And, he went, and, the, and when he left us, he went to Power Show and he did absolutely fuck all of he, them. He went to West Ham on loan. <laughs> <laughs> and then he went to, <laughs> and then he went to Palace for um had 60 appearances for Palace. I don't know what I we should do a special show on him, really. Um <laughs> with seven goals in 60 games for Palace. <laughs> and then and then he played for Cardiff. Cardiff, oh my god. He had two the games at Cardiff, them. and that was the end of his career. Wow! Wow! So, really, oh, I, no. when you look at the break, the breakdown, we got the best out of him. I mean, if you want to look at it that way, all right. <laughs> I mean, if you want to look at, at it like that, what all right. The positives out of it. The positives from his career. <laughs> Fuck it, Al. I just remember, yeah, because we got him. There was massive hype because obviously he's coming from I think the Gun as well. Massive hype. And we got and we brought him in, and like a week later, Eduardo was at the door. Bordeaux, yeah, Bordeaux, yeah. Oh, man. My he, God, was it the first five months started off alright, and then just fell off a cliff and never recovered. It was bug useless for us no. in the end. And to think he came in, as I say, like many Eduardo players over the years. Anyway, I suppose, you know, we'll leave Shamak for another time. Back to the positives. Look at the Look at the players we've had, the squads we've had, and look where we are now. And I was watching watching Sky Sports News about an hour ago, and because George Graham's at some sort of event in London, and the cameras happened to be there. And they were asking all these questions. Do you think Arsenal won the title? And this, that, and the other. And he said, he thinks thinks yes, and because of... For the first, in his words, the first time in a long time, the camaraderie on the on the pitch and off the pitch, he hasn't seen it in an Arsenal team for so long. Yeah, yeah. And he thinks that's yeah, that could be the game changer for any any team in the title race. Man City, this and the other, Liverpool, whatever. Having that camaraderie on and off the pitch, that connection with the fan base as well. Yeah, the belief in it. It's belief. Yeah. Oh, the only, the only, the only negative he sort of he mentioned, which is saying he wasn't having a go, having a go, go. Is the same. The one thing they, they sort of need, they need to work on is tightening their defence up. Because obviously he was known for and celebrating before scoring. I suppose is yeah. always a really good one as well. 
Oh yeah, so, yeah, so, so back we won a league before we've even scored. Fuck it, why not? <laughs> <laughs> what I'm finding, what what I find funny is with all these put this sub this celebration police and all that as well. Like over celebrating, taking the piss and all that, the meat, they all take the piss and radio and all that. This is we haven't even won the league yet. If we win the league, look, turn your TVs off because turn your laptops off because it's going to be a party. It's going to be awful. Like <laughs> it's going to be awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going to be. <laughs> Bro, everyone's catching smoke. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, every every tattooist right. is going to have a cannon on it. That's all I'm going to say, mate. It's going to be horrific. It's going to be horrific. Oh, Victoria Concordia oh, Crescent is going to be tattooed on every single man across the country. I can't wait, bro. Yep. <laughs> Get Honestly, a one, yeah, lads, a I can't wait well. for that. I really can't. But I, 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 honestly, if we win the league, yeah, and I mean this wholeheartedly, everyone that has kind of brushed us off as like, oh, they're not title contenders and this and that. Oh, they'll fall away and everything else. They're all catching smoke, bro. They're all catching it. I'll tell you who will get it more, though, Colin. Gary Neville is going to get something rotten. I'll tell you now. You know, if you... if if What was it? The game... uh, Yeah, the game yesterday... And Man United grew, and he said, do you know what? It was good. We kept a clean sheet today. And I'm thinking, <laughs> you just can't, can you? You just can't. You you, you cannot no. give us credit for anything. You said a clean sheet was good. Uh, Not just... three points or three goals or nothing like that. The, the football. No, 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 no. Clean sheet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but he was talking about Man and United. This is... Joe, oh, this... God. Joe, this is another thing that you won't mention. Arsenal right now, at this current stage, are 16 points clear of Man United. 16 points clear. But then the top and yet, a couple of weeks ago, and yet, man, and yet, a couple of weeks ago, they were talking like, oh, we're, we're competing for the title. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. All right? Just Stop say, right. lying. <clears throat> Look at, looking at the league yesterday, as, as say, if we look at the league as a neutral, yeah? For example, mm-hmm. right? I was looking at this yesterday, um, and um, when you look at the table currently, right, this is probably the best race generally across the whole league at both ends, right? Twentieth, you've got Southampton on twenty-two points, going right up to twelfth on twenty-seven points. Now. In what season do you really remember that it's that close? Normally, after Christmas, a couple of months after Christmas, whatever, we'd have someone down and out by now, wouldn't we? Let's Mm. let's be perfectly honest. Yeah. But 22 points at the bottom, 27 at 12. That's scary, isn't it? Look how close that could flip. And there's some big teams in in, in those positions. You know, I don't know who you think... Um, Colin, who you think's going to get relegated? Maybe I don't know. We'll talk about it later. I don't know, but it's 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 major, isn't it? It is major. Like even I mean, the other end of the table, you know, into into the European positions, thirty-five to forty-two. It's all up for grabs. 
It really, yeah. there's there's opportunities both ends, aren't there? For for clubs that didn't even think they'd be there. Look at Brighton, Fulham, Brentford. And this is, for me, it's a cracking season all round. And that's not just because we're top of the league. I mean, it's just because when you look at the table, it's exciting, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, all right, there's been some... Some a bit more exciting than that, Colin, would be nice, but, you know. <laughs> Here we are for you, Okay, okay. Look, <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> look, look, I'm, th- I'm thrilled Arsenal are like five points clear at the top, right? I'm thrilled about that. Because at the end of it, this is all I've wanted. Like, for us to mm. compete at the top level. That's all I've wanted. Like, for years, I moaned about this. And now, I'm getting it. And I'm like, brilliant. That's fantastic. As far as everyone else goes, I mean, it's close at both ends, but also there's some, especially amongst the top six, some of them have had a shocking season. I mean, Liverpool, let's be let's be real. They've been dog shit this season. Like, you go... It, this is what made Saturday so amazing for me because they go from beating Man United 7-0... <laughs> to losing to Bournemouth. Now, if there's a fan base that needed humbling this weekend, it was Liverpool. Yeah. Like you get all you get all up yourself about the seven 0 but as we know as Arsenal fans, it's look, it's fine getting one over on your rivals and this and that. But if you draw or lose the next or lose the next game, it's absolutely pointless. But like, now. So, Taking our eyes off again, Liverpool, though. Look at Chelsea in tenth. Bruh. <laughs> just let's let's not forget pounds. for a second. Let's not forget for a second here that oh, we got so oh. much stick off them for years. The last mm. nineteen, literally for nineteen years, we've had this part with their and, rubbish. And yeah, in the grand scheme of things, when you look at it. You know, Brighton have got quite a few games, haven't they, to catch up on. Yeah. Brighton have actually got the potential to take um, the European spot from Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah. Brentford as well. You know, and they could they could jump. Well, they're three, three points through. Yeah. Two, Brighton two and games Fulham and was an upset somewhere. That's, that's the mentality. Yeah. And they're... They're thinking we're having the season of our lives. Let's just keep playing. Where Liverpool and Chelsea are panicking because of that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where Brighton and Bre- you know Brighton, Fulham, and Brentford are like, you okay, know, we never thought we'd be here. Let's just keep doing what we're doing. Exactly. And it's that's that's why it's you know exciting. And the fact that Newcastle have two games over Spurs is even better. And people tell yeah. me this they get competitive. Those those two games in Hangzhou are against West Ham and Everton, by the way. Ooh. Yeah. So and, uh, I mean the win those. And that's West Ham and Everton in trouble as well. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I've I've, I've got excited. Colin <laughs> smiled. That's my day done. <laughs> I just want to um uh, I suppose we're no, dude, I've done, reaction, we? Bro, I've done <laughs> nothing but smile this season. Like, yeah, but I haven't seen you. Like, 
Last time I saw okay, you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Last time I saw you. Yeah. It was off. <laughs> it was off to the window. I was smiling then too. What are you talking about? <laughs> I thought it was a grimace, mate. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was a grimace. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's go. Oh, let's go positive. Arsenal Fulham the other day. I'm going to take over the show. Ryan, what did yeah, you make of it? I'm. Just... I woke. I was after Man, after Man City did what they did. I was like, I was. I was. I was that was the most nervous I was. I was going into that game, even though they didn't have their key midfielder in midfield because he suspended Pereira. Uh, or Pereira, we've been pronouncing fucking name. Um, because it's a London derby, it's at their place. They gave us a game at our gaffer in the season. Marco Silva had obviously had a good record against us as well as the home manager against us years gone by. This is the, this was the most I felt. Mm, could we got, could this be the one? And no, we just came out as soon as, as soon as the lineups were, came out. We heard about news about Zayzus was in the squad and Trossard was back and all that. And I saw the eleven, and I saw the bench. I was more relaxed, and the, the team didn't prove the team didn't prove me wrong either in terms of that. After being, being relaxed, because they just went out there, controlled the game from the get go, and some of the passing, yeah. even when it didn't lead to goals, was the it's been it's the best football I've seen <laughs> in a half of football. Even the second half was good, but the first half in general was the best football I've seen from any team in this. This what did Liam say? Liquid gold. Liquid gold. <laughs> it was though, wasn't it? It, it was. It, it, I mean, the first, was it the second goal? Ben White was at the ball on the front, right, far right hand side. Turns, launch, launches it, Hollywood passing wise to, to Jacques on the other side on the left hand side. Jacques takes it down, runs through the middle, but at the Martinelli, Trossard then overlaps at Trossard, Trossard Martinelli just and Martinelli just stood there. Hi. But it's just yeah. pure. It's just like the Trossard. <laughs> I mean, Trossard, wow. Trossard. Yesterday just he like, was considering he had, he had a muscle injury the week before, and he was grabbed, he'd be out he grabbed the it. game by the collar and and just he was, he was like a pit bull. Even Odegaard, same quality. He was all over the place, and then Odegaard leading again. Odegaard again this season. Ever since he'd been given the armband back in the summer, you had people. The night, oh, what are they doing? Da, 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 da. He's only been here a year, da, and this, that, and the other. There's, I personally think it would have gone if Tinney was more reliable in terms of his fitness. It more likely would have gone to Tinney, Tinney in summer because he got the injury back in the last season. I think, and the fact that Odegaard took on the vice captaincy roles near the back end and he did so well, I think that swayed it for Arteta. And then we've seen it's it hasn't hindered him. If anything, it's made it's took he, he took on the responsibility as captain of this club. And it's made him a better player. He's he's, he's not he's not gone gone hard in any game whatsoever. He leads yeah. by example. And that's what you want. That's what you want from a captain. And again, it's not just again, it's not just of the other guy. We've mentioned it. We've mentioned it a few times, even yesterday and over the last few months. We've got a Granite Xhaka, Thomas Partey, um, Tierney. Even though he doesn't play, Zenchenko, Zayzus. I mean, the fact that Zayzus came in and was made vice captain straight away that says a lot about what he is as a leader off the pitch and all that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys know as well. Arsenal um, did a tweet out in the last couple of hours that 
they're releasing a documentary in partnership with Adidas, basically a uh, behind-the-scenes look of Zayzus's recovery since he's been out injured. They're going to show us a mini documentary series of him going through his recovery all the way to his return. And you, from what we've seen in the advert, he's obviously when he's at, when he's in the stands watching the game, he lives for it. He's he yeah. wants to be on that pitch. He's like, come on, get me back on and all that. It's like, and just, just I mean, I'm saying there's a few players there that are leaders now. And for how long we wanted more like, leaders in this team? And I asked the I asked him yesterday, when was the last time we can say we've got multiple, not just a captain, but multiple leaders. That doesn't yeah. need, need the armband to lead by example, and even if he, he said more, more likely the uh, 0304 the, the, the squad of 0304 was the last time we can say, Yeah, leader from back to front. Even Ramsdale, I'll say, as a leader, we look at the documentary and how he was, how he is as a character, and how he is as a professional, and how he um regards clean sheets. If, if Arsenal winning three 0 but he did a late goal like he did against Villa last season at home, that's ended well. He's gutted. That seems just shut off then for the next, for the rest of the night or the rest of the day, or whatever, because he's so disappointed in himself. And we wanted that, and it's so good to have that now that we have players that not just leaders, but they care. They they genuinely care. They're not here for the money. They're here to compete and win at it. They're winners. They're winners. Yeah, they're winners. Yeah, they're winners. I mean, Zezus and Zenchenko, I think they were the game changers. The fact that when Zenchenko came in, and he's even said most recently, when I came in, met the team, all my teammates, and all my new teammates, I got to know him. We were in a space of a couple of hours, we had a meeting and all that. And I said, this was Zenchenko, obviously, we, we can win a title this season. And they all thought he was joking. And I asked, he said, no, I've been deadly serious. I've got to know, even though I've been with you briefly now, so far, I believe that we, this is, we've got the capabilities here. And we saw it at the start of the season when even even was it um Arsenal v Fulham. He's not even playing it and he's there barking at the assistant, like what you're playing at, da, 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 what, what what's that for injury time when Arsenal when Gabriel scored is launching himself over into the into the dugout, <laughs> down the pitch, to celebrate with his teammates. And even yesterday he's there singing along with the Arsenal fans, the Arteta song and things like that. Yeah. It's different. We've got game changers now. Different breed. Different breed. You bring those people in, and and you know, like they say, if 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 you want, you know, if you want to be successful, you you surround yourself with success, don't you? If you know what I mean. You if you want if you want to feel good, you surround yourself with good people. You know. You, it, it's getting that mindset, isn't it? And then when you bring in someone like Jorginho as well, who's won everything pretty much yeah, possible, him. Um, he's another guy. Another guy, though, mm. that adds that that thing, that that element to the game. And, um, yeah, I, ju- I, I just think it's great. I, I obviously said how I felt after the, after the last game. And, yeah, I just thought it was so impressive. So impressive, and like you say, you know, the game was done in the first half. We we almost shut it down, and um, in the second half, that, we just came out and just saw the game out professionally. Yeah. It was like you can a ball now, but you're not getting past us at yeah. all. And another thing we have, I, I sort of want to mention is the belief in this team. A few times this season, we had 
what, four or five times this season, maybe more, in the league. Lastminute.com winners. And mm-hmm. that, believe it or not, for anyone that's, that does like, even Tottenham fans, Tottenham fans want to listen to this. Last-minute winners in a title race is huge at any point in the season. But when you do it multiple times, that shows the character of this team more than anything. That that's better in some t- in some one sense than just killing the game off every week because you're seeing the character that what we saw last we saw a couple of weeks ago against Bournemouth, two nil down, half like, four, thirty-five minutes to go, fought back, never never say die attitude, fought back, fought back, fought back, goal, goal, and then spent the last twenty minutes bombarding them until the last kick of the game from one of our own who's barely played this season because of injuries and this, that and the other, on his weak foot in a high-pressure moment in a title race to take it on when he did what Reese did. That's just, that, that in itself speaks volumes as well about this this, this team that Arteta's built and Eddie, yeah. because Eddie's involved as well. And it's, again... People, rivals aren't getting this. Tottenham fans, Chelsea fans, Liverpool fans, whatever, May United fans, City fans, they're not getting it. This is the start. This is only the start of yep. this process to kick starting, basically. Even, I've said, I have said for months now, no matter what happens in this title race, win it or not, we ain't going away next season. This this ain't a one-off. We are, mm-hmm. <laughs> we've got the hunger now. This, these this team has that hunger, that desire to yeah. compete. And we ain't going away. We're not going to do, with all due respect to Leicester City here, and I know that's different circumstances here, but we're not just mm-hmm. going to possibly win this, possibly touch wood, and it's a disappear next season and fought away. We're here for the long haul now. And this is three years, by the way, in the making under Arteta. If, if rival fans, are, rival fans are being scared this season, wait till next season and the following season and the following season as we add as well. Look at the players we've been linked to as well. Declan Rice, you, you, you said yesterday, Joel, having someone like Declan Rice and Party to take part. Like, one want to play Champions League and want to play League or vice versa. Yeah, like rotate. Yeah, and it's yeah. Liam was saying when he said, yeah, yeah. you know, imagine yeah. rotating Partey and Declan Rice. Like, it just... No. That's, that's scary stuff. And 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 the way that Xhaka is playing at the moment, he's not going to want to step out. He's not want to give yeah. his place up. He's made that clear his last couple of weeks. He, yeah, he loves Xhaka, the club. Yeah, and look at Xhaka, that, that there. I think you mentioned... I think that's what you mentioned as well yesterday. Granit Xhaka, the... The guy was two. You think he was Liam said yesterday? He had two feet out the door at one point. Yeah, he was gone, wasn't he, Colin? He, he was gone. Yeah, he, he, was he was out. He was out, bro. He was pretty much in a Roma shirt. He, let's be honest. And if it weren't for Arteta, bro, that's what Jacka said. If it weren't for Arteta, bro, saying, he was. Bro, Jacka was public enemy number one after the Palace game, and I remember it because I was like. I seen the words "fuck off" leave his mouth, all right. And at that point, at that point, I'm thinking you're done. Like any fan would have thought at that point. Like yeah. you do mm. that to the fans, right? You're thinking, nah, you're done. You're done out here. Yeah. What's happened since has just been like just a resurgence, isn't it? I, I, I can't, I can't even put words to it, bro. That's how mad it is. Like 
if you'd said to me that Grant Jacko would have been one of our better players this season, I'm not saying I would have laughed, but I'm, I'm not sure I would have believed you. Like, there's no Arsenal fan, Colin. There, there is no Arsenal fan, and I'll tell you now, after what he did, there is no Arsenal fan that would turn around on the planet and go, yeah, um, he's he's going to be back in contention to wearing a captain's armband and and give him, you know, full throttle, the, probably the best season he's given us. There is no way. There is no way. No. no Not no. after that. And to be honest... To be honest, mate, see if he does get the captain's armband again, which I don't think he will. I think Odegaard's the captain for the foreseeable future. But his vice captain. But if he did, but if he did, right, we've got a manager now that is able to just like take him aside and kind of like calm him down a little bit. We've already seen that this season, yeah. Where after a game, Jacka's like going off on someone and Exactly, mm. and Arteta ran on the pitch and tried to calm him down. Whereas, whereas, like with the Palace game, we had Emery essentially stuck by Grant Jacka when he was at his worst, and he didn't help him at all. So, there's a major difference there. The manager is helping him out, like because yeah. I mean that essentially that's the job of the manager, bro, to kind of bring the player aside and kind of go, right, what's the issue? What's wrong? And kind of be that kind of mentor figure to them in, in a way that Pep is to Man City, really. So, yeah. uh, Jaka has been unbelievable. But I can't, I can't even, I can't even describe it properly. Although just one tiny criticism, that ball yesterday Oh my god, that was disgusting. That was disgusting. <laughs> like, oh my god. Like, if that had gone in, I'd have gone. Uh, oh. I don't want to My head would have went, bro. My head, my head would have <laughs> went. And do you know what? Do you know what was more kind of satisfying about yesterday, right? The last couple of games, more specifically, Villa and Bournemouth. <laughs> I've lost my voice has gone twice from both of those games. So really <laughs> it's a relief that this game was so calm because my voice hadn't gone. Like that shit was easy. Like it was easy, bro. Like it's like oh, okay, Phil, you're having a good season. Cool. Step up. Oh, okay. Slapped. There you go. Craig in the chat, um, Craig AFC 87 says, Arsenal have kept nine clean sheets away from home in the Premier League this season, their joint highest in any single campaign wow. since 1994. That's a stat, Craig. That's a stat, mate. Unreal. He is the stat man. And that was Champagne Football against Fulham yesterday. And a few other stats yesterday, obviously 100th win for Arteta. And <coughs> yeah. Arsenal are now the... Oh, oh, what, not the only, but the one of two teams to have in Europe, Europe's top five leagues, to have three players with ten or ten plus goals in their in their attacking threesome. The only other team that has that is PSG with Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe. We've got that with Odegaard, Saka, and Martinelli. And that's what, and that goes back to what I mean. 
Pete Van, the rivals need to be scared because this is, as I keep saying, this is only the beginning. And bro, they're they're rattled. Rattled. <laughs> bro, they're rattled. That's that's it. They're rattled, bro. The last week, all I've heard from rivals is Man City will beat Arsenal to the title. I've heard Man City fans say Arsenal aren't built like City. Well, you're right. We actually have fans in attendance for a start. And also <laughs> and also, like it's just do you know what it is? It's that sense of entitlement with rivals, right? City believe that they should be winning the league without any problems whatsoever. Liverpool believe that they should be where we are. They're not, they're having a shocker. Man United fans can't get their head around. We've managed to get our our house in order before they have when we've been pretty much neck and neck in terms of shithousery from the top level. And Chelsea fans, they can't stomach the fact that they don't have like an owner like a Roman who's intelligent with the way he does things. Instead, they've got an American owner who just likes to throw money at the problem and hope it fixes itself. So... Really, we deserve to be up there. Anyone telling well, you otherwise, Colin, full, I think they're pissed anyone off. Anyone telling you otherwise is full of shit. I think they're pissed off that they paid 60 million more for a player that hasn't done anything. That we bought a player that was Premier League ready and proven, and the mm. proof is there. That's the difference. You know, yeah. don't get me wrong. I mean, you, when you look at Trossard, bro, when you look at Trossard, 21 million. Right, 21 million for Trossard. He balled out yesterday, like he was unreal. Like, yeah. and then and we paid what 21 million for him. He was player of the weekend. We've, There's no we've we've essentially by buying Trossard and not Mudrick, what we've done is we've essentially put ourselves in a position where we can actually spend that type of money on a player in the summer as opposed to in January on a player yeah. who's unproven in this league. We, we we were saying this yesterday, you know, the money is now there. And for example, if we did sell Tierney, for example, which is a possibility coming up, you know, th- $30 million minimum, do you bring back Tavares? And, and bring him into that left-back position as he's been playing well abroad, for example, as a as that backup guy, um, another young lad. And then you put that money, you know, into, into that big player, potentially another big striker. It, you, it, it's, it's, it's frightening. The position we are putting ourselves in is a very strong position. And this is whether we win the league or not, it's a strong position. Hmm. You know, financially, hmm. we've we've taken the hit the last couple of years. Now we've put ourselves in a very good, clever situation with those buys in January, and 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 that's credit to Arteta and Adu, full credit to him because when people turn and oh Trossard, do you know what I was well chuffed when we got Trossard? I'm not going to lie. When you've got someone that's ready to hit the ground running, you think 
this is great. And then we brought Jorginho. There was a lot of people that went, oh, another Chelsea. He's another guy that just adds to the winning mentality. That's that's all it is. And another defender for the future who's got, you know, like we said yesterday, who's got, you know, his, his missus is world championship twerker. That works for me. That works for me. <laughs> I can't believe you went there, bro. I can't believe you went there, bro. Well, to be fair, to be fair, Liam sent me pictures, so I'm going to drop Liam in it. Um, So, all right, all right. So, so it's all Liam's fault then. (laughs) (laughs) Love you, Liam. Love you. Um, Uh, Do you know what? Do you know what though? The thing with with the thing with Kiwa, yeah, he's coming from a league where, all right, Spezia, they're not amazing. Like they're they're sort of like a middle of the road Serie A team, if you know what I mean. Just like getting towards my table, but not quite bad enough to get relegated. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's like the more time he spends with the team, he'll improve as time goes on, because. One thing I'm not going to do is write him off because, look, he's played one game in an Arsenal yeah. shirt. One. He's young. He's... Right? <laughs> so, and like, uh, did he have his best game against Sporting Lisbon? No. No. But that said, it is one game. And if you write a player off based on one game, then I'm sorry, you're a fucking idiot. Hmm. Yeah. Well, there you go. If you don't believe Colin, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> I did not say that. I said if you write one player off after one game, you're an idiot. <laughs> just, just, just crop what I said. Um, oh, you bastard! <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I'm going to have to head off in ten minutes. Can I jump into the rating? Yeah, you can jump into the rating. We'll start with the goalkeeper. Go on, go on, go on then, Colin. <laughs> do you know what I would say I'd give him like probably a 7 if I'm honest there was a couple of instances where I'm like a bit dodgy like on the ropes there but he made some good saves as well so he like Fulham weren't at it so he didn't really have much to do to be honest he kind of looked bored during parts of the game if i'm being brutally honest so it's like he didn't do terrible but he wasn't like he didn't have to do much really so i'd say seven yeah yeah i I was gonna say seven after the um when it came into the box and he kicked it out and it went straight to a player didn't it he literally booted it straight to a player and I thought oh no like because especially when you think of how he reacts to mm. you know making a mistake or a goal going in you think oh he's gonna really hit hard this is gonna hit him but mm. I'd say I'd say seven for Ramsdale he didn't really do anything wrong but he did right when he needed to but didn't need to be called upon too much that's that's mm. that's it really yeah um yeah I've got to say there's seven I think yeah Nothing much to do, but 
few got a few clearances that need to need improving on, but that's it once the boom happens. But yeah, um Ben White right back. Who wants to go first on that one? I thought he was I thought he was a dream. I'm not gonna lie. I thought he was brilliant against Fulham. I thought he really he was pinging some great balls about. Mm. He got stuck in and I still think he's a centre back in a right back position who's holding a right back out that I really value. Um, mm. and I think he's just been quality. I think he's been great all season, let alone like I thought he was just great yesterday. So I, I'd I'd give him an eight because we're not doing halves, are we? No, 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 we don't, do, we don't do halves over here. All right, no. eight. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'd say I'd say eight as well. Honestly, the the guy's been amazing all season. Like he just has been. Like if you're talking about our most important players, Odegaard's on that list. Sinchenko's on that list. Jesus, Gabriel, Gabriel as well. But Ben White, at least in my opinion, is the most underrated player in this Arsenal team. Hmm. Just because yeah. of what he does, like defensively, offensively, off the ball, like off the ball, he's when he doesn't have the ball, his work rate, man, like it, it, that doesn't get spoken about enough. Like, because when you're defending, you need to be good off as good off the ball as you are on the ball. And Ben White off the ball is amazing. So, yeah, eight. Uh, yeah, again, got to agree. Eight, eight, and but it's like Collins has said, he's been he has been our best and most improved player this season from players that come from last season into this season. Arguably, England's best defender in any position should be in, in should be England's first choice right back. But with the manager we have at England, that will never be the case because the manager at England is clueless and just goes for the. Uh, Old drivel that he goes for in terms of the ones that near the end of their careers and slowing down and don't have the same output. Um, so yeah, I can't yeah I can't disagree with that eight, eight again for him. And again, this again, I think another reason why another reason why he's underrated. Kind of, I think because he's English. He came from Brighton. Mm. Not the most exciting, so I say. When you come yeah. to fans and they're mentality of they want the best thing from abroad and things like that. I've been a champion of saying... Everyone talks, we, every, we need... Ryan, everyone talks about... Ryan, seriously, everyone talks about Trent, Reese James and everything else. Trent's mm. having a shocking season. Let's be perfectly yeah. blunt about it. Reese James is always injured. Ben White, out of the three of them, has the been the most consistent this season. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do, do two because both centre backs here Gabriel and Saliba. Oh, they come as a pair. What a beautiful oh. pair. Yeah. <laughs> For me, I'll, I'll go first on this one. The, the sort of the Rolls Royce of defence centre backs this year. When you think, in terms of Gabriel, when you start the season, got absolutely crucified in the start of the season by our fan base, not all the fan base, but parts of our fan base, because he, he didn't start the way they wanted him to. But he was still getting goals. He was still bouncing back, and this, that, and the other. He's worked his way into the into the season. 
Saliba started the season fantastically since the World Cup. I think the, the knock of not playing the World Cup sort of took it out of him a bit and coming from Qatar. But still, we're still getting performances that nine times out of ten, we are getting performances out of him as well. And the partnership they've built between them, they've only just, this is their first oh, season yeah. as well. But people need to remember that. Not only are they both young defenders still, this is their first season as a partnership. And we're, we're, we're setting, we're equaling records and breaking records left, right, and centre when it comes to clean sheets and things like that. If, if midweek against uh, Lisbon, Sleeper scores, if he ain't scoring, it's Gabriel yeah. as well. They're, they're, they're contributing going forward as well. Uh, yes, again, yes, both of them solid as a rock. Vault again. I'm going to go nine to both of them because they, they were individually and collectively fantastic. Yeah, they seem to they seem to, as a partnership, read each other really well. There's mm. a, there's a real understanding and a real togetherness. I think across the the back four completely, to be perfectly honest. But I think the two of them really interchange. They seem to just know where each other are and you know mm. what to be doing and and. To be fair, I, I give uh, Gabriel an eight, but Saliba a nine. I, I thought he was, he's just quality, isn't he? It, yeah. And these these goals as well, they're, they're almost taking it in turns. It's it's yeah. quite scary, isn't it? And and to have that aerial threat in the box, when you, like I, I get excited when we have a corner and you see those two in the box because you think something can happen here. That, there's yeah. that general feeling that something can happen. Um, and, and you know, Ben White scoring the other day, Zinchenko had an absolute screamer. Um, you know, so it's, yeah. it's it's potential across the whole back four, but I just think, yeah, Saliba 9, Gabriel 8. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd probably put them on, I'd probably put them on the same kind of rating. I go nine the pair of them and the reason I would is because Gabriel all right Gabriel at the start of not so much at the start of the season but kind of a little bit way into it he was having some kind of bozo moments if you like but yeah. every defender does at some point hmm. since the season's gone on those bozo moments are happening less and less. And that, that to me, is like a breath of fresh air. And it's not even just that. It's the fact that they're both Reds at set pieces. Like, hmm. and again, I'm, go I'm going to give credit to the manager here because what Arteta did with Saliba, sending him on loan to France, by the way, because bear in mind, Saliba's had to deal with the passing of his family during his Arsenal career as well. Hmm. So for Arteta to send him on loan to France to be close to his family and have him come back when he's a bit more matured and this and that, that deserves massive credit for, like, yeah. for Arteta for me. because and the amount like, of stick he got as well, let's remember that. The amount I, of stick I, I, Arteta got. I know, I know. And, and you know what? Like, may, quite a bit of my, well, several managers after that probably would have, like, sold them on because it's like, oh, he's not reliable and this and that. Whereas Arteta's taking his time with him. And 
when he did play in the in the under twenty ones, people forget this. He was raw as a centre back as well. He wasn't like refined like he is now. And you see the refined version of Saliba right in front of your eyes now. I like, still don't. We, Colin, we still ain't got the best Saliba yet, mate. Let's, no, let's no, this. no. This is what I mean by refined, Joe. Right? Is like more so than he would have been had yeah, he yeah. been thrown in immediately. Like. Saliba's not even at his prime. That's what's scary about this whole team. This, this, this team's is what I'm saying. This team's not. This team isn't even in its prime yet. This this and team. People think, we're, I describe, and people think we're going away. Nah, 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 nah. That ain't happening, bro. Nah. <laughs> we are currently sat. Let's be honest. At rough diamond status. Hmm. That's where we're at. Hmm. And and it's almost like our tech is just polishing. He's just polishing, and it and it's and you know, the more it goes, the brighter it gets, and and it's it, you can you're seeing it, you're just seeing it, you know. I'm gonna have to go in a minute, lads, but it just, you know, it's, it's exciting. Uh, that's what I'm gonna say. It's exciting. Yeah, uh, Senchenko next. Quickly do that one. Oh, you've chucked one of my favourites at me. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I, do you know what? He he is he's a nine for me most games, and and mm. and he didn't disappoint in this one either. He's just a nine, isn't he? He's just mm. and he's on and off the ball. The passion he's got, the the delivery of a ball, the driving forward, the the defending. He just seems to. Be where he needs to be, and, mm. and blimey, you, you you can just see why Arteta brought him in. Zinchenko, Zinchenko and 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 Jesus, absolutely spot on, spot on. But yeah, yeah, he didn't score, so it's a nine. <laughs> That's pretty much uh, it, wasn't it? That was the only thing missing it, yeah. from his game is he didn't yeah. score. That's true. That was it. Uh, Cotton? Yeah, I, I'm I'm giving him a nine as well. Like, if we're being brutally honest, the whole defence deserves nines. Let's be real about it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, all right, okay, you know what? I'm changing, I'm changing Ben White to a nine. Fuck it. The whole, <laughs> whole defence deserves nines. I don't care. The whole, that back four deserves nines across the board like that's how good they are like you know you White's can't actually fantastic. change like like once you've said it colin he actually puts it in actually, like a, in the notes i can't i just did i just did <laughs> bloody hell you diva you diva <laughs> oh Go on, Ryan. Deal with it, bro. Go on, Ryan. Nine. Yep, nine again. I can't disagree. Everything fantastic about him. You can't, you can't criticize him at all. He leads, he leads everything on the pitch. He leads by example, etc., etc. Right, on to we're gonna do a double, another double again. The pivot of Jaco and Partey. We're gonna oh. start with Colin this one. I mean, Partey, man, like, <laughs> oh. Your soldiers died just... then. Uh, <laughs> do you know, can we just give all right? Do, do you know what? I don't, 
I don't normally do that. I'm waiting for it. Go on. He and, wants to give the team a and, nine. <laughs> and no, no, no. And bear, bear in mind, this yeah. won't happen often, right? So just brace, just kind of like cherish it while you can. Party, 10. Don't care. Well, granite though. I'd say an eight. If Jaka scored yeah. the goal the, for that, you know, for the, was it when he put in that lovely the first goal? first half, it was 2-0, yeah. Yeah. If he'd scored that, 10. Because I that, that kind of goal would have gotten two plus marks, okay? The fact that he didn't, sorry, got a downgrade you by two, bro. <laughs> um, pass, but okay. <laughs> yeah, he was good, uh, though. I'm yeah. not saying he wasn't. Totally. <laughs> For me, um, no, 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 no. I'd give, I'd, I'd give, I'd give both of them, and I'd give both of them a nine. I think they were both just, just the way they. It's almost similar to Saliba and Gabriel. They, they just interchange. They interchange mm. some of the, you know, some of the balls as you say that Xhaka and and Partey just was nicking stuff all over the place. He looked back to where he's, you know. Needs Best. to be and and yeah, just just quality beast mode. To be perfectly honest, um, yeah, Ryan, go on, mate, go on. <laughs> uh, granite nine, party, like Colin ten, absolutely. Like say he is. When we brought party, I remember saying he he potentially is the nearest thing we've had in terms of bringing someone midfielder in anywhere near a Vieira type of Vieira who played yeah. Vieira. It took a bit of time, even he admits that. But since then, he has got better and better. And this Worth season, the weight, mate. Worth the wait. Yeah, this, yeah, 100%. And this season, when you consider what's, I don't know, how can I put this? How can I put this? When you consider someone out there, or there's a player out there, and his name's been tired of that until further notice. You've got all that to deal with because he it's, everyone's got social media. He'll know that obviously fans and all that have tired him of that brush, even though that name's never been put out there. Um, to get on with his job and just do week by week and the goals he's scoring as well. He's added, that's another thing he's added this season is goals and instead of yeah. hitting Rose Ed, yeah, it's absolutely sublime. And again, he's got to be a 10 yesterday because yeah, every time I saw him on the, on the ball, he was doing the nitty gritty. Of that pivot, getting getting stuck in, winning the ball. If he lost the ball, it'd be over, bang, 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 off again. And just pop, pop the ball off to put whoever's open, basically, just going again. Kick it, kick on the attack. Um, now we're going to do another double here in terms of that's now we do Odegaard first and then the double. So Odegaard, nine for me. Again, yeah. leads, again, like I said earlier. Needed by example, scored that fan, that goal. Oh my days! The fact the ball came in with pace, chested it down, took it down in his foot, and then literally a couple of touches and then hit it. Not, he did not seem like he was being rushed, put under any pressure. He's just like, okay, thank you very much. Off we go, bang. And yeah, it's just again as a captain, just leading by example, helping the team, yeah. putting the team through. And then I don't know if you guys have seen his Instagram posts. Um, after the game in the changing room they're all there in team photo of a massive clock with the big hand at 11 the little <laughs> hand at 2 
So you've got like, 11 games to go. Oh, my God. It's now that. Oh, my <laughs> it's, God. It's, it's, again, it's, it's fantastic. Again, 35 million from Madrid. 35 million. Yeah. Absolute steal. I don't care what anyone yeah. does. Absolute I've, steal. Yeah, he's definitely, I'm, I'm with you. He's a nine all day for me. Nine all day. Yep, uh, Colin. Yeah, same with me. Same with me, bro. Honestly, like I've right at this point, I'm running the awards for Odegaard because it's like for the amount of, and I'll I'll never forget this either, right? And this isn't a knock on Madison at all, but the amount of people that were saying Odegaard at thirty million was a waste of money when we could have got a Madison for 20 million more, right? And look, I'll admit right now, I was, I wanted Madison as well, but that's only because we knew the situation with Odegaard's going in, you know, that Madrid were only mm. going to sell if they could offload somebody else. But I have never once said that Odegaard is a bad player and I never will. And this season... Because I, I heard this on um I heard this on Sky yesterday. Jamie Redknapp said that he was the best midfielder in the league. Now, that's a that's a conversation that's subjective because it all depends on personal preference. But if you said to me that your opinion that Odegaard is the best midfielder in the league. I wouldn't disagree with you mm. because he's been phenomenal this season. <clears throat> like some will, some will say, you know, De Bruyne and whatnot, but you know, De Bruyne is De Bruyne. You know what you get with him. Odegaard does a very different job to Kevin De Bruyne, but his link-up play with the forwards again, it's phenomenal. It it really is like. It's not even just his link-up play. It's his work rate off the ball. Because one of the things yeah. I would complain about all the time when we had Meza Ozo, right? Attacking-wise, he was golden. But when it came to work rate off the ball, yeah, he was shocking. Or he'd lose the ball. Odegaard, just... Odegaard is like... Odegaard's the complete opposite. Hmm. Like, I'm honestly... On, I love Odegaard, man. Seriously, nine. Don't care. Like, give him his flowers now. Yeah, uh, we're gonna do because I know Joel's he need to get off quick. We're gonna do, we're gonna do last week all together. Um, Trossard, Saka, and Martinelli. Oh. Trossard's got to be ten. <laughs> got to be ten. Why do you keep you doing want? this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, Trossard's you know what? 10. I, I I don't I don't give out tens as Colleen is probably fully aware of. But yes, yes, yes. <laughs> of course, <laughs> I would say yesterday I give Saka a nine and Trossard and Martinelli ten. I think those two. I thought Martinelli, his work rate is just off the chart. This hmm. see this season. Let alone yesterday, this season, his work rate has been off the chart. Martinelli, uh, people talk about Saka being um, a, a player that is sort of irreplaceable at the moment. 
Do you know what I mean? He, he's a player you mm. cannot drop. In my eyes, it's both of them. It's both of them. Mm. I, I, I think the way Martinelli's just come on, people were talking about how he needed goals in his game. Now we're getting goals in his game. We're getting assists in his game. We're getting the full work rate, the running back to get the ball. It's another level, Martinelli, and it, and it's frightening. And um, yeah, I'm 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 so chuffed for him as well because everyone in that Brazilian team says Martinelli's special. They all say mm. it. he's going to be the next one. He's going to be the lad. And now we're seeing it. And that, that you know, for me, it's ten for him. Trossard, well, just speaks for itself unbelievable unbelievable um yesterday i i liked him the moment we signed him the first game he he played he played out of his tree like he'd been with us for years and mm. they're the players we want and um they're the players you're going to win stuff with they're yeah. they're the difference makers are the trossards and the martinelli's and the sackers because they just they Trossard already looks like he bleeds this club. Hmm. That's that's the difference, and um, yeah, that's me. I I better shoot, so I've got to put Charlie to bed. But I yeah. just think, I just think, it, what a game! And and the performances across the pitch, even from the subs as well, because when they came on, they just kept it going as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they just won it. That's the difference. They just want it. It's a different Arsenal. And um, now that there's more pressure being added on, it seems like they're up in their game to the pressure. Mm. And that's that's when you'll know, that's when you're you're seeing the mentality change of, we can do this, but we're mm. still doing it one game at a time. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's quite... Yeah. Colin, mate, it's lovely to see you because... To be fair, mate, I don't get to see it that often. Um, I genuinely mean it. You're a top lad. Well, Joel, we've always decided, back in the Northland Derby, after the Northland Derby, me and Colin were discussing this, and we were saying, if Arsenal pull this off, we're getting everyone, the whole gang back together. You, yep. Melvin, the whole, everyone. The whole, everyone. Honestly, one big celebration. Hopefully we can um, have a have a big catch-up in one of the pubs or something, because it would just be nice to... Have a catch up with all of you, to be honest, yeah. um, and we can all share our um, cannon tattoos on yeah. the day after. Where you getting yours though, Joel? You've got, you've got any space left. Yeah, I have, but to be fair, I don't know if it's fitting for a cannon. But um... <laughs> oh, there you go. On that, on that note, oh um... my life. <laughs> on that note that's definitely worth uh, if anyone wants to crop that moment they can but you are weird <laughs> you are very very weird but uh, I'll um, I'll catch up with you soon lads but um, yeah you take care mate Colin and uh, Ryan I'll see, I'll see you soon bro. mate see you soon Joel yep, take see you care. later take care and then there's just the two of us but yeah um yeah. So, Colin, did you give your little ratings <coughs> for the forward three? I mean, Chaucer gets a 10. I don't even think that needs explaining. No. Like, it's just one of those where 
I mean, you're you're looking at it, right? Twenty one million for Trossard. I mean, Jesus Christ, that that right there says it all. Like when certain clubs are spending like a hundred million on unproven players, you know, naming no names. Hmm. But I mean, he's fun. Honestly, he's fantastic. Saka, I, again, Saka this season has been like. Everyone's starting to see what we've seen all along with Saka. Yeah, like he he is just that. Like he is phenomenal. Martinelli. I mean, I was starting to get worried about him because he wasn't scoring as much goals without Jesus in the side. But with Trossard, again, this goes back to the impact that Trossard had. What you're seeing with Trossard, he's playing down the middle as the false nine the same way Jesus was and all of a mm. sudden Martinelli is scoring goals again like so the front three work like in tandem and what's mental about all of this right even though Trossard's only joined in January right all, all right I don't think he can kind of like look too much into how many goals Trossard's got like in the league because most of those goals he would have got at Brighton so, I don't think you look too much into that. But Odegaard, 10 goals. 10 league goals for Odegaard. 10 mm. league goals for Saka. 12 for Martinelli. That's three yeah. players on double figures in terms of goals. Right? And when yeah. you look at the players that are above them, there's only four of them. Rashford, Tony, Kane, Haaland. Yeah, like, and people are t- and people are telling me they d- they don't have enough goals in the team. Like, I heard something from a Liverpool fan, right, as a reason as to why we won't win the league, right? And the argument was, you don't have a player that scores twenty plus goals. I'm sorry, you don't need that if your front three are chipping in goals between them. Hmm. Like, y- you watch City, bro. Legit, Haaland scores the majority of their goals. Yeah. Yeah, if it's not Haaland, if it's not Haaland, yeah. In fact, I'll go down the list actually. Haaland's got 28 goals for City, right? The closest player to him is Phil Foden on nine. Oh my god, right? And I'm look, I'm not knocking Phil Foden, like, I like Phil Foden, he's class, but that just shows you how predictable City are. Like, and the one, like, the other City players behind Phil Foden are Julian Alvarez and Riyad Mahrez on five. So, if anything, they're not scoring enough goals argument. Like, you're essentially saying that City aren't scoring enough goals because they've only got one player scoring. Or two, if you count Foden. Hmm. But, again... Like, Haaland's scoring the majority of their goals. And if anything, that's what's harmed City because they've changed the way they play to benefit Haaland because Haaland can play as a false nine. Whereas no. you've got us, we've got two false nines. Jesus, Trossard. And I don't think we we're going to play with, like, your standard, like, number nine anymore. This is why I think Nketiah didn't work. Because if mm. you notice, the difference between Trossard playing... 
Jesus playing and Nketiah playing. What's this one contrast difference you see with the two that play the false nine as opposed to Nketiah? The front three interchanges with the two and with Nketiah, mm. it's almost like we're having to play up to him. Yeah, not you can't play in the wings. No. No. And if you watch the City game, we actually looked the better team in the first half. And if Nketiah yeah. actually scored some of them chances, we'd probably go on to win it. But again, this is why Arteta knows what he's doing. And the reports of Declan Rice, listen, I've said all along, if Arteta wants him, I want him. Simple as that. And also, Osman, right? I don't know if... Osman's difficult because Napoli are... They're a really good team, Napoli. They really are. Mm. They're like 18... They're 18 points clear of Inter Milan in second place. Like, they've won the league. Yeah. Like, without question, they've won the league. But if we are to get Osman, it is going to cost a lot of money. Yeah. Because he's he's their main man. And I don't really envy, you know, Arteta or Edu in, like, the striker kind of, or, like, buying a forward this summer. Because I'd imagine they would. They'll buy, they'll buy a forward this we'll summer. The league, so, yeah, you'd think so, just to add that more depth. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't, I don't envy them at all because it's going to be a difficult choice on who to get. But I don't think it's going to be your standard number nine because if we did that, it would be like changing our style like City have done. Like, and hmm. you can kind of take that gamble if you're thinking this is the way I want to play like in the future, like what Liverpool have done with like Nunes and whatnot. But yeah. I don't know if Arteta is going to do that. And to be honest, if he does do that, then like, this is my opinion, but I think that would be a mistake because the way that the team plays with Trossard and Jesus as false nines, it works. It works. Why Why change a good thing, bro? Why? No, exactly. No, um... Craig in the chat saying Haaland has scored 28 league goals in 26 league games. That is ridiculous. And City are second, which they could go not to win in a league title with a striker. And that thing, because the yeah. press was put on it, they bent the knee. They Haaland's just a freak. Yeah. Like, Haaland's just it, a freak, it, bro. Haaland's not normal. Like, I'm convinced this guy was born in a test tube or something. Like, <laughs> like the, you know, all right. You know the was it the old the movie with like Frankenstein and the doctor like where the yeah. like the doctor just makes Frankenstein out of a lab and shit. That is essentially what Holland is. Like, yeah, he's he's fantastic, yes, but the guy is a freak. Like, I mean, I do. Do you know what? I don't want to. I don't want to shit on him too much because I do think City will get it right with him eventually. I really do. Hmm. Like, Haaland himself is doing fantastic, but City are suff- they're not, they've not linked up properly yet, if you get what I mean. But once yeah. they do, once they do, the league's in trouble, bro. 
because Man City were already amazing before Haaland. Now you've got like now you've got a free cup front, and if City click with him, bang, done. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, it depends how long he's here for as well, because obviously it won't be here long. He won't be here long, mate. Honestly, he'll be here for like two years if that, and then he's off to Madrid or something. He's like doing since a tour since since the uh, leaving. Was it? Uh, was it Salzburg? What it was? Where Red Bull team produced him in the first place? Since leaving there, it's just like he wants to go on a tour of bloody Europe, basically. Like, obviously, Germany with Dortmund, here Man City, obviously goes to the Liga, and Madrid, as you mentioned. At some point, he has to do a, do like a year, two years. At, in at PSG just for the sake of it, just so you can say I want I've done I've conquered. Oh, the by the way, by the way, Ryan, 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 I don't want to cut you off here, right? But kind of big thing. Um Mikel Arteta has won manager of the year at the London Football Awards. There you go. That was it. That's where Jules Graham's at today. That's what that was it. Yep. That's where he's at. And Saka's yeah, won man. young. Saka's won like young player of the year as well, and right, so the two of them are. Fantastic. Oh yeah, right, sorry. It's literally, no one comes near him. Literally, no young <laughs> no. player in England comes near him. So yeah, congratulations mm-hmm. to both of them. But yeah, it comes in terms of Saka, young player. I fully expect Saka to get PFA young player coming into the season. If he doesn't, there's mm-hmm. something dodgy going on because he has been. Yet again, up he's up to another level this season, and he's just well, been, he's been fantastic. So, but hey, do you know, do you know what? Right, the, the only do you know what? See, as far as PFA Young Player of the Year goes, right, I'd be I'd, I'd be ecstatic if Saka won it, obviously, but I wouldn't overlook Martinelli in that either. But yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying in terms of. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. The rivals and all that. The rivals go, oh, what about this one? What about that one? What about bloody... Oh, when there's Lane going Both of them have running. over... Both of them have over 10 goals. Yeah. Like, so, again... In fact, you know, I'm... Go- yeah, Saka's got, like, 10 goals and 9 assists. I'm sorry, it's over. It's over. It's yeah. over for the lot of you. <laughs> sorry, Gabriel. <laughs> sorry, Gabriel. <laughs> But yeah, maybe next year. <laughs> but even player of the year, I mean, more, player of the year itself more likely to go to Haaland because of the goals he scored. But yeah, well, you'll get the goal any of our players either for that because of we how we've got we, we, the players have been performing collectively and individually. And what was it back in back in January? I think it was just after the North London derby, we won two 0 Friend of mine asked, "Do you believe? Do you now believe that Arsenal going to win the title?" And I actually had a thought about it for a couple of minutes. I went, "You know what? Yeah, because when you compare us to Man City, we're playing as a team. It's a team collective. It's not just one player scoring the goals mm-hmm. for us. Whereas with Man City, unless Haaland's scoring, it's just it's just ain't clicking. And then when they no. those games where he hasn't played, they look lost. They look toothless. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, Ryan." On top of that, yeah, we are on the exact same amount of points that Man City were last season yep. at this stage. And Man City would go on to win the league. We're on track to hit 90 points, bro. That's mental. That, that's how mad this is. Like, we're talking like, well, actually, well, no, because Man's, 
wait, how many points did Man City have? Do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up. I'm gonna look this up, right? Because I think, it on. I think they went at 97 points. I think it no, was last no, season. No, 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 no. Not um, not last season, but the um, the Centurion season where they hit like a hundred points. Like, I mean, that would be. Oh, okay. Can Can you imagine if we hit a hundred points? <laughs> Holy shit! Like, people would lose their collective minds. Like, <coughs> oh, Jesus, guys. I'm not uh, fucking out. Have a look. What's it? What year was it? I can't remember what year it was now. Um, let's see. Would have been, yeah, it would have been 1718. Right, 1718, man. What was that? Have a look. Right, so filter about what? So we're on what? We're on March week 27, I'm guessing, right? Uh, yeah. With 11 games to go. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Right, so 27. Apply that filter. Okay, Man City at this point in the season, during the Centurion season, were on 72 points, but they'd only lost one game. So we're not going to hit 100. No, uh, overall, over over the 38 game season, they played, they won 32, drew four, lost two. Yeah, yeah, but at this point yeah. in the season, like with the Centurions, yeah. like they'd only lost one game, and they were hit, they were at yeah. 72 points. So. But you know what? Like hitting hitting ninety in and of itself in and of itself is madness. Like a hundred's inhuman. Like mm. that's just not that's just not normal. No. <laughs> when you when you consider not even halfway for the season when we hit the when we hit the fifty point mark. Um. We'd only drop points to away to United, two points away to Southampton and Newcastle at home. That was only possibly dropped at that point, going into the Everton game and all that. That itself is mental. <coughs> and, then since, and then since then, we've drawn one last two and won, and won all the rest. Even on the setback, and I think we haven't really mentioned it tonight, but the when you consider after Man City beat us at the Emirates, they took the they took the top spot and all that. And in the following game, it was was it we had Villa, weren't it? The early kickoff, we did our we came back. We had we fought. We had we got, I think it was Villa. Was it Villa? Yeah, it was Villa, four two. Huh. And then Leicester. Oh yeah, City yeah. had Forest, yeah. Yeah. And then City, and then later on that day, City played for us. You're thinking that's a foregone conclusion. And obviously, they've been dropping points. Then sort of, oh, fantastic! We've, we took, we reclaimed top spot, and then we just kicked on. We've gone to Leicester, dominated Leicester one nil. I said at the time, I still say one nil, one nil to Arsenal against Leicester was flattering to Leicester, going by their performance on the day. And then played our game in hand against Everton, smashed them off the park four nil. Got in, got out got a five point cushion and we're just we're just kicking on. We're not we unlike years gone by and is since we won the league and moving to the Emirates and all that. Like oh seven, oh eight, nine, ten season, I think and like the fifteen, sixteen season. 
we had a setback in them years. Mentally, we would crumble and it affected us on the pitch when we fought, we fought away and just held on to fourth. Whereas this season, we've had that little blip, that little setback, and we've just bounced back. We haven't let it affect us. We've gone, okay, dust ourselves down, gone again. And we've got ourselves back in within days, back to top, and then just kicked on from now on in. And Paul Merson, after the Bournemouth game, said, uh, Fulham, Fulham this, was it, was it yesterday? Fulham yesterday, Palace next Sunday, and the Leeds game at the start of April. If after, his words are, if we win them three games, he's convinced that the title's ours. Because they're the teams, you, they're the teams you should be winning, and and we consider as you say, Man City don't play this week and come in. They've got FA Cup. We play, we play on Sunday, win that eight points clear. They then play Liverpool their first league game back. If Liverpool, if Liverpool turn up and like they're doing the big games of the season and doing like they did earlier on in early on in the season, and then we beat Leeds, that's an eleven point gap going into the next our next game against Liverpool the week later at Anfield. Suddenly, eleven points, even with a game in hand that Man City will have, which isn't a guaranteed. I don't know what they're meant to be playing, but it's not a guaranteed, it's not a guaranteed win. It's West Ham that their game in hand is meant. Okay, they win that. West okay, West Ham West Ham at home for City. I'm sorry, they win that. I stand corrected. But either way, they're still <laughs> even after even after they play Liverpool. Look again. I'm assuming they Liverpool took. Assuming Liverpool turn up, beat them. We beat Leeds with 11 points going into the Liverpool game ourselves a week later. Even if they win their game in hand, we assume they would. That's eight points still. Even a draw at Anfield wouldn't be the wouldn't be the wouldn't be the worst thing because then that's still what eight. That'd be a nine point gap still. Assuming they win their game in hand, it'll be 12 points. But if they win their game in hand, it'll be nine points. It's still a nine point gap. And then what is it? We've got Southampton after that. Uh, Southampton and someone else, and then Man City. So that Man City game in itself could be the game that gives us, that confirms us as the, temp, as the champions with game to spare if, if we play our cards right. It's all about you know beating what? the team. I'm hoping... it's all about beating the teams we should beat, but also not losing to Liverpool and hoping Liverpool do us a favour the week before. Well, I mean, all right, maybe I'm like hoping too much here but here we go if the gap is if the gap's wide enough right if the gap's wide enough and please no one make any fucking dirty comments about that because i know what we're gonna get right mm. if it's a big enough gap right see i'm okay by the time man city play Liverpool, it'll be like an eight point gap Eight points. Assuming we win on Sunday, it'd be eight points, yeah. Yeah, right. So if we beat Palace on the Sunday, we'd, Man City we'll would go... I'll just see what time, because it, it I think they kick off after we play Leeds, so it could be 11 no, points, no, actually. No, 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 no. They're, um, the game against Liverpool is a half-twelve kick-off on the 1st of April. Oh, okay, okay, So they okay. play before we do. Eight points, yeah. So they play before we do. If they lose that, because Man City will effectively go into that game knowing that they have to win. Yeah. Because if they don't, then we play Leeds straight after. 
And then you're looking at an eleven point gap, and Man City will think, right, we've got we've got to win every fucking game now. Like Man City have to win two more games than we do, and we have to lose two more games. Now, based on the current trajectory of this Arsenal team, and considering that we've not lost two on the bounce, I don't think this season. Like, no. have we lost two on the two games on the bounce this season? No, Man United and it Man United away went on the run, Everton and then Brentford was draws, which was, we sort of won, and then it was Man City. So, no, not two on the bounce, no. Right. So, Man City have to win every single game between now and the end of the season. And hope and pray that we lose two games as well. Which, based on mm. the trajectory of this Arsenal team, I mean, I don't want to jump the gun because things can quite easily change. Like, everyone's thinking after the City game, oh, this is the point where Arsenal drop off. They didn't. They didn't. In fact, it was the opposite. City dropped points against Forrest the previous week. And we got back for three points that... Well, actually... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we did get... Mm. We beat... Um, who did we play after, say? Villa. Villa. We won 4-2. Villa, yeah. Yeah, Villa Park. yeah. yeah. Villa, Villa. We, we then got three points back by beating Villa that we lost to them. So... The league can switch on a dime. Like we're five points clear right now, but it could quite easily be eleven points by the time the first the first day of April is over with. Yeah, yeah, it could. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So that's and again, assuming Liverpool again, the pressure of Manchester knowing they'd have to win that Liverpool game. Backfires and Liverpool pull out a performance at the backside that they did have, have a week in terms of getting the three points. We didn't win a couple hours later against Leeds at home. That's 11 points. Hmm. The cushion we then have, and as I look at the fixture list now, then Liverpool the following week at Anfield, avoid defeat there, fantastic. And then we've got West Ham, Southampton, two winnable games there, even though that's something to fight for, two winnable games. Yeah. And then you've got Man City, Chelsea, Newcastle, Wolves, Brighton. No, that Wolves, Brighton. Brighton. Yeah, Brighton, Forest, then Wolves. Yeah. Although City still have to go to Brighton away. And they got Brentford the last game of the season away. And Brentford, have, as mm. we said, Brentford are fighting for a European spot as we speak. They might have something to fight for on the final day to confirm Europa League or Conference League. Yeah. Potentially. I mean, if I had to... They've got to play Chelsea in the running. Yeah, we've, we've got to play Chelsea as well, but it's at home and we've been pretty damn good at home. So, yeah. I, I'd i fancy my chances. Well, at least I'd fancy our chances mm -hmm. in that. Um, following, we've got... I think we've got... Was it Newcastle away? I mean... That could be a bit difficult. Depending on their situation. Then, yeah, depending like, on what they're for. Yeah, depending on that. Then Brighton at home. I'd fancy our chances to win that one. Yeah. Even though Brighton are fighting for like European places, I still think we beat Brighton at home because we put four past them at the Amex. 
Nottingham Forest, I think, yo, Forest away. That's a that's a win. Like, and then you got Wolves, which I mean, you think we'd win. But you know what? I'm not even looking at any of the um, any of the nothing. games further forward. I'm, I'm, I'm literally looking at Crystal Palace right now, and that's it. Yeah, like, and like so, it's good. We, we start. We start. We start overthinking things and getting carried away. We start putting wins together that haven't even come, come yet. If it doesn't happen, we're going to be mm-hmm. absolutely gutted on ourselves and think, "No, why do we do it? Why do we do it?" I've, been I saying, I've, know, seen, I've, I've said from literally the first few weeks of the season when we stuck at the top of the league after Bournemouth and things like that. It's still early. Our, our objective was top four, which we're going to do anyway. Um, if we do get ourselves on the title, which is the start of the year, if we do put ourselves on the title race, fantastic. But I'm going to enjoy it for what it is. And end of the day, City will still be favoured a bit of them because they got the know how they've been there, they've got the players, they've got the bank account, and all that. We're just going to do what we got to do. And if it, if it turns out we're going to, it turns out end of the season come May 28th, after after the final whistle at Wolves, we're we're getting ready to see the team lift that Premier League trophy. That's just a bonus in my eyes, absolute bonus. A long time waiting. But it's an absolute bonus. But we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. And obviously, someone said again. I said this yesterday in the, in the uh, watch along we did on the channel because I, I saw some an Arsenal fan tweet out that basically they wanted City to be knocked out of Europe because they're beating Palace and all that. I was like, I really think we need Palace. We need Man City to stay in Europe longer, the better, because they're distracted. Because that's their main objective. If they get knocked out of that this week or the next round. They're not distracted. Their full focus is their full focus is then on us. We need them distracted. And if yep. we get assuming we assuming we get through on Thursday, depending on the draw on Friday, hopefully we hopefully we avoid United because if we get United, we're going to, have to don't want to say, but we we might have to sort of sacrifice Europa for Premier League just because you don't want that distraction of having to go full pelt. Full, like, full strength in both legs in between two league games. Even though the two league games are winnable games in Southampton and West Ham, you don't want to be going full pelt and knacking and risking no. any injuries to Apartheid or Zayzus again or Martinelli or Trossard, etc., etc. Because that could be that could be the difference come the last the literally the D then running of the last six games of the league's campaign. But we'll see in terms of in terms of the opening, we'll see where mm-hmm. that plays out on Friday. Assuming we get Phil on Thursday, obviously. Yeah. I'd imagine we would, though. Like, but n- now we can kind of, like, because, again, we're only in two competitions. Right? I think Europa yeah. League only only does you in if you're in more than one competition. Like, for example, like, if you're still fighting for something in the league and you're in Europa and you've got the FA Cup as well, then it becomes a problem because you're playing, like, you know, multiple games a week. But if it's just the league and the Europa League, then you should be all right because if you've got a big enough squad, then you should be able to rotate. And we have that, you know? Whether or not the rotational players are, like, are on the level of the first 11, that's, that's, well, that's a whole other question. But, I think I think the club and the players know. Like we have a real shot at the league here. 
So if it comes mm. down to it and they have to pick one or the other, I think they pick the league. Because mm. let's be honest, aside from the European trophy, right? Like we're we've already qualified for the Champions League. We're not dropping at the top four. No. Like, not a chance. We're 16 points clear of Manchester United, who are in third. I think I think two yeah. more wins confirm. I think two two more wins are all but confirm us, I think, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean it's an opportunity to win the league and but we've waited years. Like if anyone Arsenal fans are the most patient people on the planet, right? Don't don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Like there's dickheads online who aren't, but listen, don't tar the Arsenal mm. fans with that brush because those people don't represent every single one of us. Because yeah. all of us have gone through the absolute shits, the four nils at Anfield, the six threes at the Etihad, the fucking like the eight twos at Old Trafford, the Six ten nil. nils at Bayern, the ten nils like over two legs against Bayern. We've been through it all. There's not a single drubbing that has happened over the last ten years that Arsenal fans have not suffered through. Right. So as far as I'm concerned, like rivals can shut the fuck up now because. I mean, You've got Spurs fans trying to tell us that, like, we, that we can't win the league. I'm sorry, who are you lot to chat to us? Like, come on, bruv. Like, you're not even our real rivals. You're literally just our nosy neighbours that won't shut up. Like, yep. you know them neighbours, right, who are having a party at fucking two in the morning, yeah? And you run downstairs and you tell them to shut the fuck up. You're trying to sleep. That is legitimately mm. what spars are. I'm sorry, but it is. They're essentially Everton. Oh god! Like, yeah, they're Everton. Right? Like, here's the thing: Spurs fans come in the chat and say, "How dare you compare us to Everton, bro?" I don't care. You are not our rivals. As far as I'm concerned, Man United are our rivals. Yeah. Because you know what the difference is between Man United and his boys? Man United actually compete for trophies. Exactly. Exactly. It used to be a time, it, was, it used to be a time, once upon a time in our lifetimes, kind of in that Man United and uh, Arsenal was, it was, in terms of the FA Cup, if we, if we met each other in the FA Cup early rounds or whatever, it'd be whoever won that would go on to win. It, it was like, it was cut and dry like that. Um, and again, I think Terry said it on the um, the football terrace as well, like because he's getting grief from Tottenham fans. He's like, you've got no, you've got no divine right. Who, who the hell are you, who do you think you are? Don't come at me talking about trophies when I've witnessed my team win multiple trophies and you haven't won a league title since in colour. Basically, like sixty one was the last league, last and only league title. You haven't won an FA Cup since ninety one in yeah. over three decades. League Cup is now 15 years and counting. You haven't won a trophy for 15 years. Going on 16 mm. now, you ain't winning nothing this season. We've After having Trophy Mourinho and now the title-winning, proven Antonio Antonio Conte, once I get Chelsea, they won three trophies at fucking Chelsea, or two, two or three trophies, either way. 
he won trophies at Chelsea for quite Bro, a while. Do you know what the, do you know what Spurs fans did, right? And the during the FA Cup, right, when they had Sheffield United, they were saying Sheffield United, that's a win. Yeah, I saw the video of that. I saw that video. What happened? What happened? <laughs> like, the thing is, I was, doing, I was actually doing a watch. I think it was a one of the uh, women's. I think it was our game. It was our game in We played Everton, sorry. And Tottenham were playing that night as well. And I thought, you know, we just finished. I thought, you know what? That's playing. Put on BBC One. Finish, we'll finish the stream, see how that plays out. As soon as I turned it on, bang, 1 0. It's like, yes, perfect night. Thank you very much. <laughs> they fast forward a week. AC Milan come along and do a job for us. So thank you, Connor, for that one, bro. This is what this is what I mean, bro. They're not a serious club. They're not like it's like I said, bro. They're essentially Everton. Yeah, they don't win trophies. Like if you ask any Liverpool fan, right, who's their biggest rivals? I guarantee you, every single one of them say Man United. Over Everton, yeah, all day long, yeah. Or over even Tottenham, even. Yeah. Do you know why? Because Everton don't win trophies. Exactly. Like, the they the haven't won. I mean, I've not seen Everton win a trophy in my lifetime. I think they've won one like, in 1995. Yeah, but I didn't start watching football. I didn't start watching football. I know, but you know what I'm saying? It's that, so... literally, but still, either way, either way, you know what I'm saying? But, um, Huh. No, it's, huh. it is. But it's, 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 it's like you got Tottenham fans going all. But this is what I get. I don't get about their fan base. They think they go we're a big club. Media go Tottenham are a big club. How are they a big club? Because they got a decent, <laughs> world, a world class stadium. Ooh, okay. Have they won any trophies? I mean, all these accolades Harry Kane gets, all these gold records he's breaking. They've mm. they, they haven't led. They have not led to a single. Team trophy, individual trophies, yeah. but team trophies like league titles or FA Cups or League Cups or whatever, not led to one. This this thing of the contribution between Son and Kane about goals, that like the most goal contribution for a duo. And you look at the the team, the, the duos they've, they're overtaken in terms of Lampard, Drogba, Suarez. Bro, and Lampard and Drogba won trophies. Like, seriously. On me, like... on me and Perez. It's like, they've all three, as I mentioned, they're all won trophies as a collective. Whereas, Tot whereas Son and Kane for Tottenham haven't. So you can have, you can have a little individual accolades and all that. Yippity do that. Bro, their need but... for validation is a madness, bro. Like, even like even like they had the chance. Even they had the chance. Even in October, even in October, yeah, right. They were saying, "Oh, Arsenal are, are in a title race. So are we." I'm sorry, you finished third in a two-horse race. Like, come on, yeah. man. And that, and the reason why that happened last game of the season away, they they went away to already relegated to demoralised Newcastle and got. Battered five one. Yep, remember we we, we we hosted relegated Villa and beat them four nil. The difference, but they had as I say, what you're talking about, they had their chance to make a name for the club, make make them a start making them a bit a big club, regarded as a big club anyway, and win trophies under bots, the FA Cup one they had and they failed and lost four two to Chelsea. And we went under beat Chelsea that year twenty seventeen. Did they 15-16 season for the title race, coming third 
into a horse race. And that's a, that, that, like it or not, Tottenham fans, that is your legacy. In the modern, in the modern era, that is your legacy. You was in a title race in 15, 16 season, and you came between you and Leicester. And the second you lost it, you came third in the two race. We we were we were way off you points wise, and we overtook you. We were terrible that season as well. Oh yeah, but they've had the seven years. I said they every for the last seven years. They've gone the last seven seasons or whatever they've had. Oh, we've, we've had that. They've had that trophy off. We finished above Arsenal. Woo-hoo, okay. And I've always said since the first one to even last season, I said, okay, you can celebrate. Come back. I've got. I've been in common sections in like the football terms tonight and said, okay, come back. We do it in twenty-one times and win a few league titles and a few FA cups and the league cups and a cup winners' mm. cup, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. When you win trophies, along along with coming coming above us, come back to me. And Bro, our last trophy <laughs> was three years out. ago. Seven and out. They are because we they, they are Bro, finishing below. Bro, to get for the our last time. trophy was in twenty twenty. Right, yeah, and I remember it because that's our squad that season was utter dog shit, and we yeah. still won a trophy. Yes, yeah. still, and yet my man would have come in here and go, "Oh, we're a big club." No, you're fucking not. No, you're not. Your ambition, legitimately, is finishing above Arsenal. That's your benchmark, bro. That's you your benchmark. Hit. Yeah, got Colin, got Colin Young. Sorry, got Colin Young in the chat. Says we will possibly win the league, and they will host Lady Gaga. That is Spursy Nation, bro. They're dog shit. They really are. Like, in fact, I'll go one step further. Actually, Ryan, what did I say to you when we played Tottenham before the game? What did I say to you? I know what I said, but repeat it back for me. Oh, bloody! It's been a while, but basically, we're we're light as head of them. Basically, they are. Yeah. They were catching. I said they were catching smoke. I said yeah. they were catching smoke. Yeah, and they were losing that game. What happened? They lost that game. Do you know why I know that? Because it's Spursy all over in it. Yeah. Like we are, we we're challenging for a league title. They had a chance to stop it, and they do nothing. They even helped us out That's as well. Spursy. The they, they've even that helped us out along the way. <laughs> bro, this is how mad this is, right? You know when some people are saying, "Oh, I can't support Spurs. I'd rather a city. I'd rather City win." You utter idiots! Spurs winning actually would have helped us, but you know what? When they were two 0 up, right? I was I was celebrating. I was like, "Oh yes, they're two 0 up. We might actually get ground on City now." But in my heart, right, and my my heart was thinking and hoping Spurs would win. But my head was saying the whole time, "No, City are winning this." You know why? Because it's Spursy. That's what they do. Like <laughs> Roy Keane said it years ago, and you know what? It still rings true now. Spurs will always let you down. Mm. Always, and that's remember from a Manchester United legend as well. Yeah, remember all them years ago. Well, I think what season it was. I think it was the. I think it was the one or two season. Tottenham went three nil up been, yeah. at home to Man United, and they lost mm. at half time. They're three nil up. Mm-hmm. Can't even remind the people what happened second half. 
They they lost that game. <laughs> they lost it, didn't they? Oh yeah, five. They held five in the second half. <laughs> Bro, five, do you know what? Three. See, see Alex Ferguson, right? Manchester United, I think were two 0 down, and this is like when Fergie was like closer to the end of his career as opposed to like the start, mm. right? United were, I think they were two 0 down against Spurs. I can't remember, but I think they, I can't remember the exact score, but I think they were two 0 down, right? And at half time, Alex Ferguson's words to the Man United players were, "It's only Tottenham." What happened? <laughs> what what happened? Man United going to win one. it, bro. That is legitimately all you need to know about Tottenham. They're a dead team. They're not a big club, bro. They're not. Like, they can go on like they're a big club. All right, you don't win trophies. Like, the three biggest clubs in England are Liverpool, Man United, and Arsenal, right? Yeah. I'd put Man City in there, even though I had a subtle dig at them tonight, but only because the City fans really did piss me off last week. And again, that shows that the City fans are rattled because they know that we're playing better than them and they can't stomach it. So there's that. But as far yeah. as Spurs go, mate, mate, <laughs> you know, it really depends where you like where you're from, right? If you're if you're from London, right, you'll think Spurs are your biggest rivals, right? Along with Manchester United. But it really it really depends where you grew up and whatnot. Yeah. Me. I didn't grow up in London, right? I grew up in a little village in Dunfermline that was dominated by Liverpool fans and Manchester United fans, right? No Tottenham fans in sight. Seriously, you'd be you you'd mm. look for them, you wouldn't find them. Sort of like their team this season gone. You look for the team and you can't see them. You know what I mean? Yeah. But look. When I was growing up, it was Arsenal, Manchester United. Like, especially, like, in the early 2000s. See when yeah. we'd be playing Manchester United in cup finals. I wouldn't talk yeah. to my family for the whole day. That's how heated the rivalry... That's how heated the rivalry was. Like, and I do believe we're getting... We're moving back towards those days where all right, it's not just like where it's not just like Arsenal and United just at the top by themselves, but Arsenal and United will be in title races for years to come now. That's happening. Like you've mm. got, you know, Man United finally have the right manager. It took them a while to get there, but they finally got the right manager. If they get new owners, they're on yeah. it. That's the thing. That's the, that's yeah. the, that's the, that's the yeah, thing. Yeah, that, that's the one. Know. That's the one. That's the one sticking point, right? But us, you look at us now, recruitment-wise. Like, can anyone name one Arsenal player that hasn't been a hit? Because I'm struggling with this one. Literally, I think Willian, and that's only because the the, the backlash were coming from Chelsea. No. It just didn't work. Even he said in an interview recently that it's just for whatever reason it just didn't click for me. Yeah, exactly. At the end of that season, we come together, we 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 discuss things and find the best case scenario for everyone. 
And the fact well, that he, even he, is... even he at his brief stint at Arsenal is still talking positive about us, about Arteta, and hoping that we do do what we're trying to do. Bro, this is a so, speaks like, for me, Manchester. For me, Manchester United are our rivals. Always have been. Always will be. I don't care where they are in the league. Like even when we were the utter shit, and they were as well. Like you could still feel like the venom between the two fan bases. Like mm. it was. It's there. It always has been there. We've just been at our down points. Like, and even still. Both clubs have managed to win major... Well, okay. Yeah, I would still say the FA Cup's a major trophy. Yeah, both clubs trophy. have still managed... Both clubs, in their worst periods, have still managed to win major trophies before that lot. But they're a big cup of... I mean... Them. I mean, bro, this is... And yet you've got... Spurs, and yet you've got Spurs fans saying... Like, oh, we, this is actually comedy gold as well. Remember the whole, we won the transfer window shit. From last summer, yeah. Yeah, remember look, that? Look how that's like, how, how could we beat a team twice who had the best transfer window and who have the best striker, the best manager, the best left winger and all this? Can someone explain to me how the we beat them twice? best in the world. Can someone explain? How do how do we beat them twice again? Because it's bollocks, basically. In terms of them winning the window, <laughs> mate, I they mean, never learn. They never I mean, learn. <laughs> we signed Ben White not last window, the, the last last summer, the summer before, for fifty million pounds. Mm. Richardson's coming at this most uh, recent summer, last summer, for sixty million pounds, and mm. Ben White scored more goals than him for Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't make it up, and when he did, when he did, when he did score sixty uh, million, you know, fuck. Up. He, the thing is, he, he scored at the weekend, and I'm being a group. Oh, here we go. His pigeon head scored and all that. VAR ruled it offside, and he got booked for it because he took his shirt off. I was like, okay, cool. Always. <laughs> Back to normal. Normal service has, has resumed. No worries. Imagine there's a pot. There's a there is a chance that they spent £60 million on Richarlison, who's come out and attacked Conte, by the way, since being knocked out of the Champions League. And he might not score a league goal for him. His no. only contribution could be two Champions League goals that mean nothing, mm-hmm. effectively. Yes. Again, that's a spending. And they're going to they're gonna lose Kane in the summer, mate. You know they are, oh, because Ten Hag's already... Like, Man United have made Harry Kane their priority target. Yeah. Like, if Kane's got any sense, he'll go to Man United. Because there's more of a chance he'll win a trophy there than at Tottenham. They ain't winning shit. If he stays after after all the debacle of Man City a couple years back, he has now got a second... According to reports, he's got a second bite to get get out of that show. If he does not Stomp his feet this summer and get his ass out of that cesspit of a club. He never will. He deserves everything he gets then. As far as I'm yeah. concerned. You know, you know them conversations where like you're invited to the same kind of parties that Thierry and Alan Shearer are. Mm. Right? If he stays at Spurs, if he stays at Spurs, mate, he doesn't get invited to those parties. 
I mean, even was it even all them years ago? Teddy Teddy Sheringham, Sheringham was at Tottenham. He left Tottenham to go to United for three years or three four, three years, two three years, whatever. Won a yep. few trophies, then then thought, you know what? Done what I've got done. Won a few league titles. Part of a triple winning team in '99. I'm gonna go back to Tottenham now and retire, pretty much, because he knew he wasn't gonna go. He wasn't gonna win any more trophies. So he went back to Tottenham. And no. even, even after that, he left. He left Tottenham near the tail end of his career to go to Portsmouth and won the championship. <laughs> Just let that yeah. sink in. <laughs> if he wait, stayed... did Portsmouth not wait? Wait, how Humphrey, long mate. was how long was Teddy Sheringham at Portsmouth for? Because I seem to, I remember Ports, I, I remember Portsmouth winning the FA Cup as well. Or did that uh, happen after he left? Oh, he, he left by then. He retired by then. Yeah, he went to. Yeah. He did Pompey for a couple of years. Oh three, oh four. When they came up, he was there. I think he stayed on for another season. Oh four, oh five. I think, and then he, then he went. No, oh three, oh four was at Pompey, and then oh four, some of oh four, he went to West Ham to oh four, oh five. For a couple of years and then retired. Mm. But you know, what? I would sort of understand. I would understand if Harry Kane left Tottenham, right, to get his trophies. But then, then once back. he like, but then once he like won all his trophies, like, and just gone back to like end his career there, I'd understand that. But I mean, Jesus, like. Tottenham as a club are cursed because they're never winning a trophy. It's not going to happen. Like, because they've had two of the, the last, was it, three, well, the last three managers they've, managers they've had, Jose, Nuno, Conte. Two of them have won the most trophies. Like, they've won more trophies than anyone over the last decade. Yeah, and yet, and yet you couldn't win anything with Tottenham, and Tottenham sacked Jose five days before a cup final as well, bro. It's Spursy, and then hired for the rest of this season, uh, Ryan Mason, or whatever his name is. I know. Um, yeah. Do you know what? Interim for the rest of this season, right? he bought against Mourinho. Turned out, yeah. And then, and yeah, like the likes of Pochettino, bro, like that, that's a disaster waiting to happen. There's an old saying, even, never get back with your ex. Even never get stupid. back with your ex, bro, because it's just going to end in tears. Like, you know, all right, when see, because um, what was it? Because what was it? Last year, right? I got rid of, okay, this will kind of put into, into perspective, right? Last, I think, wait, was it last year? Yeah, yeah, it would have been someone. Right. I got rid of like someone toxic in my life, right? That strung me along for years and years and years and years. And the same way that Tottenham do to their fan base, right? And ever since then, I've thought, you know what? Maybe, for, all right, maybe just forgive her a little bit, right? But th- it's a thought that pops, pops into my head once, right? And then I snap back to my senses and like, nah, it's just going to end in tears if I do that. If Pochettino goes back to Spurs, it is literally that getting back mm. together with your ex, thinking it's all gonna be rosy. It's not. It's not. 
And I rate Pochettino as a manager. I do. I don't think PSG changes that because PSG is a basket case of a club anyway. So yeah. if Pochettino goes back there, that, that that's it. That's it. You might as well just hand your resignation in now because let's be honest, like even if he builds something to a point where they become like a good team again, they're not winning nothing. They're not. They're not. No, we near because they're, they're going. That team will then be going toe to toe with Man City, us, United, Chelsea. Maybe we don't know what's happening there. Liverpool. We'll see what happens there. But they're going. They're, there's multiple clubs there. They'll be going toe to toe against. Bro, the only way they, the only coping. way they, bro, the only way Tottenham are competing with us, United, City. Liverpool and Chelsea is if an oil baron comes in and buys them. That's the only way it's happening. And you know what? Even, even then, I think, they, I think they found a way to spurs that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, because there was what? A, there was a Qatar link a few, like, like a month Weeks ago. ago yeah. We've not heard... We've not heard anything from it since. It was one report and it's not been followed up on. So my guess is that was bullshit anyway. That was Daniel Levy and the gang trying to get the pressure off him. Probably. Yeah. But uh, before we wrap things up, BX is asking, when is St. Tottenham's Day? Soon. Oh, it's coming soon. soon. It's coming soon. It's coming soon. Actually, do you know what? You can actually... See, this is the difference, right? See... Like with St. Totem's Day, yeah? When it happens to us, we're happy for like five minutes. Yeah. Right? If that, like for like half a second, right? And when, actually, this will highlight it. See when we beat Villa and we finished above Tottenham, right? I wasn't thinking we finished above Tottenham that's a great season. No, I was thinking about how shocking we, we were that season because we were shocking. Yeah. We were shocking. I couldn't give, I couldn't give a shit about finishing above Tottenham. I couldn't give two fucks because as far as I'm concerned, we should be, like, finishing above Spurs should be the minimum we should expect. The absolute minimum. Yep. It's not like, it's like, it, it's not like it's, our end all be all, whereas it is with that lot. Hmm. Like if we were what, if we were tenth, if we were tenth and they were fifth, they wouldn't be pissing and moaning like they are now. No, simple. Oh, exactly. That's what, again, as I've been saying, as I've said before, for the last seven years, they said it. They 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 spend the whole summer celebrating. Oh, we finished better than Arsenal. No matter what, even even when. In them seven years, we've won 2020 FA Cup, 2017 FA Cup, 2015 FA Cup. Like, but it's still so bad. That's their mentality. And this is like, I think the biggest the biggest signal of their mentality is going back to when we last won the league on their turf when uh, Robbie Keane equalised to make it 2 all, and Tariko's there celebrating on the sidelines, giving it the big and, and Henri's like, you do realise. Oh, yeah, they were celebrating. And on yeah. and on reads like, oh, you you celebrating that? We just won the league. You do realize we just needed a like, point today. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Okay, no worries. Full time whistle away. And to add a bit of context here, Arsenal were giving the heads up because Chelsea early in the day lost to Newcastle. Arsenal were giving the heads up. All we needed was a point to secure the title. And was that, if that was the case, we're told if that was the case, we did win the title on that day at Tottenham, not to celebrate on the pitch, don't want to cause any anarchy, even the fans trying to rip on the pitch and all tear, tear the players apart, basically, and cause a bloodbath. Fine, no problem. When Tariko's doing all that, giving it the, the fans are celebrating that they've won the World Cup to, for a two or equaliser, Henri's like, okay, wait till four times. Well, four times came along a few minutes later. He's, a, he's, just, he's just walking casually as you do towards towards the Arsenal fans. Didn't mm-hmm. give any indication away. He got checked right away. Stewards are coming over. Um, Red, Jimmy Redknapp and all that. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, no, no. It's like, no, 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 no. You're all, you're all celebrating. We're going over to actually celebrate for a trophy. You're, you can celebrate your little draw. We're going to celebrate a trophy. Off we come. And we just literally just milked, the, yeah. <laughs> milked it every second of it. The fact that an inflatable, out of nowhere, an inflatable Premier League trophy appeared. And actually, Carl Nonri are standing literally squatting in the center circle with the chap with the little caps on, celebrating, and then going back to the back to that corner and what the away section celebrating with the fans. A trophy win, like we did, mm. like we did this season in the away section. When we beat them a few couple of months ago. Didn't we were celebrating a trophy win, but we're celebrating the win. We don't celebrate draws. They celebrate. They were celebrating the draw. They're like, yeah, it means something. Yeah, and forgetting it. Hang on. They won the title. They're going to win the title here. But hey, well, it is they celebrated the draw against Chelsea earlier in the season, legitimately. Like <laughs> yeah, they were battered for most yeah. like, for most we of that game. Christmas. They were dominated, and they celebrated a two-two against Chelsea. We got Christmas. I think that's the same weekend. That was the same weekend. It was the day after we beat Fulham. I think it was. It was mm-hmm. So in the, in the same time scale, maybe a week later or so. Um. We beat, yeah, we beat Fulham. We were getting criticised. I thought said for celebrating the win by Richard Keys in the gang and all that, and Andy Grain. That's about them and better, but still. Mm. And yet, a couple of weeks later, whenever it was, when Tottenham played Chelsea at the bridge, and it, it and a, a last gasp, a last gasp, gasp equalised and make it two all. And then at the whistle, final whistle goes. You got Tottenham fans going, yeah, in the, the way section, like giving it, and then consumers who played for five minutes, by the way, five minutes, r- shirt off, way, like they've won the title. That's their mentality, celebrating a draw. It's always been the case. And that the media hype them up for what they overhyping for what the club really is. And the fan base, and the, and the fan base is just delusional, the, the beyond belief delusional. To think they're a big club, they're, they're Nottingham Forest are a bigger club than Tottenham. Aston Villa are a bigger club than Tottenham. Everton are a bigger club than Tottenham. Exactly. They are. No, they are. Exactly. There's, there's no, no if, buts, or maybes. And um, the, sooner, the sooner they realise that and realise they're not a big club, the easier it'll get for them. I mean, what is it? I, think, I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, Paddy Power put a video out today, a, little tw- a tweet with a video out. They've, put, they've mocked up together. The little um, uh, Teddy Sheringham and uh, a few other players, Chris Waddle and all that, basically pretended to be, oh, we're hardcore Man City and this, that, and the other. If you haven't seen it, I'll send you the link later. But so basically, Paddy Power being Paddy Power, basically. But yeah, <laughs> it's, it, I, I pissed myself. It's brilliant. Fucking. Glenn Oddle and all that is, yeah. 
yep, Aston Villa. The media loves Harry Kane. I don't know, fucking sure, because the one time they turned, the one time they turned on him, I remember a few years back when I was in Erickson was across the ball and he went straight in. Harry Kane tried to claim it, but it went. Everything we saw it match the day that day it was against Hull. It, it went straight in. It was an Erickson goal. The media hounded it, hounded on him, banter wise. Didn't go like dig personal dicks or nothing. Like what sees to lose? No, take the piss. Bit of having a bit of a laugh. He lost his mind, went to counter soon, and then since then they all love him apparently. The mm. guy is he's a good striker, but he hasn't he hasn't achieved nothing trophy wise. I mean, World Cup against France, look you you it's your bread and butter, you've never missed a penny in your life. And you decide, oh no, it's a World Cup. Boom, off you go. It's <laughs> It just mm-hmm. does my the loving he gets like as in I don't get why he's England captain. He does when he got given the armband after Henderson was why Henderson Henderson was injured at the time. It made no sense. Yes, he's a goal scorer, but he's not captain material. But the media help him up what they are. Southgate helps him up for something he isn't, and this that it's just it is <laughs> beyond belief. And yet we've got we've got we've mentioned it tonight. Ben White, best right back arguably in the in the country, won't doesn't get recognised for that by Gareth Southgate, no matter what. Hence why hence why Ben White then comes back from the World Cup earlier than then. Uh, Saka had to, we had to we had the fan base had to get literally get on Southgate's back to give Saka the chance really, and obviously that's paid off well for us and in going forward, but. It's like the token gesture, and it just it takes the mick. I mean, look, look at Tottenham's golden generation. Where's Daddy Ali now? Even even Besiktas don't want him now. Six months into a loan, they were like, "Can you?" I mean, he, he, he was he wasn't he wasn't Turkey, but he's then like I don't know what like because I get again like you know Deli Ali under Pochettino was actually like you know. He was very good, like you know, under Poch. But again, this this is what it comes down to. It comes down to mentality, right? Players got a sniff of like greatness, and then they think they've already made it. And it's exactly that with Delhi Alley. So, like, mm. okay, fine. Like, it just shows that you didn't have the mentality in the first place. So, yeah, it is. It is what it is. Like, I mean. It, it just shows, really, because because if you go back to like the Euros, Saka missed the um, the penalty, which would have kept England in it, and he's getting dogs abuse on like social media and that racial abuse and everything else. And then the next season, he's like, oh, "Okay, you want to do that? Cool." He kicks on, not even just water off a duck's back, basically. Yeah, and he's doing exactly the same thing again. Like, if anything, Saka's mentality is streets of streets ahead of what Deli Ali's was. Like, it's not even it's not even close. Like, it's like there's levels to this, and Saka's just Saka's just different gravy, man. Like, yeah, the kid's been with Arsenal since he's been with Arsenal since he was like what eight years old. So yeah. So again, it's like he. He lives and breathes this, like he knows. So, and if anything, like 
what endears Arsenal fans to him, right? After we lost the Europa League semi-final to Villarreal, he went on his social media the, that very night and sent out the message to Arsenal fans, you deserve better than this. That's why we love him. He yeah, gets it. He gets it. Yeah. He bleeds the club. And like, I think when he was, when he was his break, was it in that season where Unai and we got sacked and obviously Mikel came in, we beat, I think it was it, we beat, um, we're playing Everton. We beat them three-two that day at, at the Emirates and all that. Uh, they'd brought in Freddie Umberg for a hundred that day, and he's and he was saying basically because obviously he coached them at under fifteen or under eighteen or whatever the youth levels, whatever of coaching levels. Freddie was at initially, and he said the kids got an unbelievable talent. And even and in when uh, later in that game afterwards, they said, "Oh, Freddie's in the studio." Da, 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 da. And he's 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 faced it up because and he even said, I in terms of my own personal thing, I thrived working under Freddie because he is an Arsenal legend. I wanted to learn off him. I wanted to I wanted to soak up everything he could offer me for my position on and off the pitch. And Freddie didn't really confirm that. He said, Yeah, he is that sort of person, even as a young young kid doing all his doing all his schoolwork and all that, and all his A levels and all that. He was still going. He was still come to Freddie, pull Freddie to one side and say, uh, "Boss, where can I, where, where can I improve? What can I do to get to the next level and push on, and give myself a better chance mm. of breaking into the senior team, etc." It's that drive, that hunger, that you just, we again. Because he's one of our, he comes from our academy. He's come through the academy from at such a young age and all that, and then. As he's come through, he's carried. People need to remember this. This kid, when he broke through, this this team was on its knees. Club in terms of the squad, mm-hmm. it was on its knees. Look at the squad that he came into. As you mentioned before, Socrates, Mustafi, uh, Hector Bellerin, Petr Cech at end of his career in goal. A, a non-existent midfield. Let's be honest. In terms of what we've got nowadays, and our tackles toothless nine times out of ten. And he's carried. Mm-hmm. He's a, he, on his back. He's carried this t- club on his back from seventeen years of age. When he, when he broke through into the seat into the senior team, he's twenty one. He's been around for a few years, but he's twenty one, and people need to remember this. And that makes me even more proud of not just him as a person, but what the club has done, especially in that moment at that nineteen years of age when he was getting all that BS from idiots online after a penalty miss for England. The club put their arms the club and his, fa- his family and people around him put their arms around him and picked him back up, put the pieces together. The fan base came together as one and got and got around him. He fed off that and he just went, okay, thank you. And now I'm going to reward you with that and kick on. And he has kicked on. He kicked on last season. He's kicked on even further this season. He has been phenomenal. He's phenomenal. I mean, you mentioned before his goals and assists this season is... No one comes close to him, and he's and he's a young player. Wise, ten no goals, nine assists. Ten goals, nine assists. Right, it says all, yeah. it says everything says, really. Yeah, like, exactly. And that's that's insane for again for someone. It's, it's it's insane for someone of such a young age to have that maturity as a player, but also to bring them levels at such a young age. He's not again. I think Joel mentioned it earlier. 
like the, other, like the rest of our team, they haven't they haven't even peaked yet. This is no, not no, even no, in their prime year. Not even their prime years. I think Wenger said a few years ago. Years ago, his manager is doing. Um, some uh, on stage thing like Q and A thing or whatever, and he said, "You don't the prime years. Prime years don't come around. Players don't hit their prime until they're like 23, 24 and they sort of kick on from there. So if Saka's doing this now at twenty one. What's he going to be like in two to three years' time when he does hit his pomp? People, people need to put the respect on this kid's name." There's a reason why we nicknamed You need to put respect on why we our name, Star bro. Boys. Never mind that. What's that? Well, there's a reason why we call him. We, there's a reason why we call him Starboy. But yeah, like again, people. It's not just Saka, right? People need to start putting respect on Arsenal's name because not many people do, and they and even when they do, right, they do it in a backhanded way. Like it's like, yeah, you're doing good, but there is there's this it's, as well, hmm. like. Do you have to do the backhanded thing? Like, can mm. you not just say you're doing good? Like, that's not hard, is it? Like, and in truth, look, look, I don't pay attention to what rivals say anymore because, as far as I'm concerned, it's all agenda filled. But what we're asking, like, we don't really care about what rivals have to say, we don't really care for like the acknowledgement of rivals and whatnot, right. What we are asking for is respect from the paid pundits. Now, we're not saying you have to like put your cards on the table and go, Arsenal are going to win the league. We're not saying that. We're not saying that at all. What we're saying is you pay us the respect. By not just just acknowledging the fact that we can win it. You don't have to say we will, just say that we can. That's not difficult hmm. because if you're if you're like if they're saying Man City are going to win the league, okay, that's fine. They've won four of the last five. I have no issue with that opinion. But Man City are five points behind us, so just show us that little bit of respect. That's all we want. We just want that you know acknowledgement that from like the professionals and whatnot. That we're actually doing well. Like, no, exactly. I I don't see what's so difficult to like for the professionals to do that. I, I just don't see it. Like why? Like I know why Gareth Neville doesn't do it because he's a Man United fan at heart. But you know what? You're paid of quite a big amount to give your opinion as a professional pundit. If you think Man City are going to win the league. Fine, that's your opinion, but you don't. Have, all I've seen is these people try to put us down at every twist and turn. Well, you're not a professional at that point, then. Mm. But you're no different than any other rival fan, then, because that's what you're doing. You're having your own agenda and you're doubling down on it. That's just a touch, yeah. Um, I think we're done with that thing. What, what need what two hours and need twenty five minutes been going? We're about things oh, up, Jesus. obviously. <laughs> longer than long, longer than planned. Put, put it that way. But yeah, um, thanks, Colin. Obviously, Joel earlier on. Thanks for coming along, 
to take part in the podcast and everyone in the chat as well. Thanks for taking part in the chat, Vast, Namath, Colin as well, and a few others as well, BX. Um, in terms of the next show, the next show is going to be tomorrow with James Lowe for the preview for Lisbon because obviously that's his next, the only time he's available, so we're going to do that uh, tomorrow around early, uh, early evening, around 6, 6.30, give or take, um, UK time. And then if goes available, we'll be doing a watch. If it goes available, we can host. He'll be doing a watch long on Thursday because I'm at the game myself. Uh, other than that, it's then back to match. Now, it's back to the what BBC HQ with and, and writing and all that. We're going to have match of the day on Saturday just just to keep an eye on all the teams and around us and this, that, and the other. Work, just what we always do. And then on Sunday, the main event Arsenal versus Palace, two o'clock kickoff, half one. We go live, go for the teams and all that jazz and see if Arsenal can get that eight-point cushion. Oh, dear. And then we're going to the international break where I've got to be bored to the bike out of Southgate. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can we just skip? Once after Sunday, can we just skip to the 1st of April, please? Uh, I <laughs> wish. Fast, I it? wish. <laughs> well, well, actually, make... no, I don't wish. But I don't wish that because we're actually in... The, we're we're like gonna qualify for the Euros as well, so we're good. But yeah, yeah. No uh, joking. No joking. No joking around. Come no, on. No, no, no. Uh, never saying talk sport is worse. Well, Jim White, um, former Palace boy, that run person, Chris person to the ground. Um, Jordan oh, and all Simon that. Jordan. Simon Jordan. Oh, them, them two. They, look, they are the worst. Jamie O'Hara as well. The, the only perk of talk sport nowadays is Laura Woods. Let's be brutally honest there. And Annie McCoyst. Mm. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't say much. Even Hugh Wizzy got out of there before he got, got, got out of control. Once he realised what they're all about, he got out of there all them years ago. If you know Hugh, mm. if you know Hugh, uh, Hugh Wizzy and he's passed the talk sport, you know. I'm not going to go into that because I don't want to get buddy. Talks will come after me and go, yeah, how dare you say this? Right, come at me then, prove me wrong. Uh, Colin's going for a 2-0 win over Palace with a very tight 2-1 win over Sport in if, mm. with, or if Arteta puts out our best available whatever on the pitch. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't even though Palace are struggling to get shots on target recently, I don't, as we said earlier, against City, they turned up. They gave. They had a game plan. They were sticking to the game plan, but one of them went. One player went rogue and fucked it up for them. And I hope we get. And in normal circumstances, if we weren't playing Arsenal next, I'd hope he'd be dropped. But you know what? Because because we're playing him next. Please don't drop him, Vieira. Even though I don't, even though I don't want you to be sacked, because you're you are an Arsenal man. I kind of want us to get the points. <laughs> yeah. So, and I know you haven't won in 2023 yet in the league, but mm, something's got to give. And I think you have to wait next. You've got to wait till April, basically, for your your next league, your next league win, possibly. But as I said, I don't want Vieira again, Arsenal man himself. I don't want him being sacked. So Palace, please don't lose faith in him. Just remember who's who's a uh, ego. And I say ego, not egos. Ego. Is screwing up Vieira and his Vieira and that Palace team. Just think about that before mm. you go and 
shoot the gun on VR and all that. But uh, yeah, we're going to wrap things up. I'll see you on the other side, guys. See you tomorrow uh, around 6, 6 I'll give you a confirmation in the community post and all that once I've got it all sorted with James in the morning. And we'll see you on the other side. As always, up the Arsenal. Come on, you guys. <laughs>